Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what I'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline there's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Ben Maller Radio Show podcast. And you are in for a treat. If you like technical snafus... This is the show for you, the best laid plans of mice and men. So we began the show, and I uh, do the show from a remote studio during the apocalypse. And so uh, let's just say there were some technical difficulties at the beginning. So if you enjoy schadenfreude, this is really schadenfreude. You can get some schadenfreude and take joy out of the misery of me. Uh, But you'll, you'll hear that. But then after that, I promise the podcast will sound much better. It'll sound much clearer and much louder and much much more enjoyable. Uh, but coming up on today's edition of the show, uh, an NFL star upset with a video game. He's complaining about that. And it's all about the plastic shield, the NFL looking to cover up, looking to cover up with the plastic shield. We take a look at that. Also, Bubba Wallace, some members of the woke media would like to just hand him an all-star 
birth, even though he's never won a race in the top series of NASCAR, and the NASCAR All-Star race is for, you know, people that have actually won something he hasn't done. And statistically, he is essentially Danica Patrick, which is rather stunning when you think about all the attention that, that Bubba Wallace has gotten. We take a look at that. And Major League Baseball. They are demanding, the people that work in baseball, demanding crowd noise. Why? I'll explain. And what it's going to seem or sound like and look like when you watch a baseball game in 2020, at least at the beginning, we'll get to all that as well. And it's all coming your way right now. Have a wonderful day today. And here it is, today's edition of the podcast. Well, we, we actually don't hear this song enough. Clearly, we do not hear this song enough. Yes, if you, it sounds a little odd. We've changed the broadcast line, clearly, for, for today. Actually, we're having a little bit of a technical glitch here at the beginning, but the show must go on. So the show will go on as planned. Uh, we're going to work this out. We have uh, millions of people. When I say millions, I'm talking about two people who are running around like Mike the Headless to uh, get all this worked out, but... Uh, we are in the air everywhere, literally and figuratively, in more ways than one here as we bloviate the overnight hours away. And we are coming to you, as always, whether the broadcast line works or not. We are coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more. And Geico sharing more, too, with the Geico give back a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. So I, I had grand plans. You know, you, you get ready for a show. You have big plans on how you're going to dominate the, uh, the radio show and all that. Uh, but there's a, a story that caught my attention that I wanted to begin the festivities with tonight. It is loosely an NFL story. It is more about a video game, but it is not just any video game. It's the most important video game out there. And Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, has been given yet another honor as he was selected as a perfect player. You might have seen that. Maybe you didn't. The Madden NFL 21 ratings came out, and Mahomes got the coveted 99 uh, rating. And he's the only quarterback to receive. I think there's only four players in the entire NFL that were given that honor by the people that make the Madden game, which is considered the gold standard. Although many people tell me that play Madden, I, I'm old school with Madden. I, I started playing recently a couple of years ago, and people mostly complaining about how terrible the game is compared to how it used to be. Uh, but nonetheless, so Mahomes, the top guy, a 99 quarterback rating, and that is not the story, though. That is not the story. The story, the better story, as always, is in the loser's locker room. And uh, no different here, no different here at all. As yet again, you look at the list of guys. Now, this is actually not even a, a loser's list. The, the main complaint that people were upset about uh, revolved around Deshaun Watson, a rather infamous figure on this show, the Texas quarterback Deshaun Watson, he was given an 86 rating, uh, which is obviously not terrible, but it's not that great. He ranked eighth among the quarterbacks. And what really upset the Internet, the, uh, the mob on the Internet, was that Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan of the Falcons, was ranked higher than Deshaun Watson. This was seen as a uh, war crime. This was seen as blasphemy. 
And people were very upset about that. Now, Deshaun was actually ahead of Dak Prescott, who's not that great, and Carson Wentz, who's always getting hurt. Uh, now, the story here, where it gets really good, uh, as we wait for the broadcast line to come back, the story that's really good, though, is the fact that Deshaun Watson was so displeased himself with the rating, and as always, he can't internalize things. He has to go on social media. This guy is such a pussy willow, Deshaun Watson, that now he, we know he blocked me a couple of years ago. If you're new to the show, he blocked me, uh, which uh, yeah, is a sign of weakness. And, uh, but I am told now, so I don't, I don't follow him on Twitter. I'm not allowed to because I'm banned. I'm on the naughty list, but I am told that he sent the Madden Twitter account a facepalm emoji and a crying emoji as well. So both those things happened there, a crying emoji and a, oh, my God, we're now breaking down emojis. Anyway, so forget about that. Who cares about that? He's upset. People uh, watch the NFL play Madden upset also. So let us discuss the question, does Deshaun Watson – have a legitimate gripe about the Madden ranking. And now I, I want to tackle this by saying not by any means, uh, not by any means. So if you're a Deshaun Watson apologist and you want to give him a Manny and a Petty, this is not going to be the Maller monologue for you. Fortunately the, uh, for him, it will not be saved for, for posterity's sake uh, with the broadcast line being the way it is. But I've got fresh wound, Forrest Gump, and Iverson, and we will tie all of these things together. Oh, I still get the sound effects, even when I'm doing this on the phone. That's good. All right, so A, if Deshaun Watson wants a higher rating on Madden, this is going to blow you away here, all right? Go out and earn it. He hasn't earned it. Deshaun Watson is not the complete package. Now, one of the things that bothers me about these type of stories is the uneducated fan sees the sizzle reel and then they become hornswoggled with Deshaun Watson. And the Madden people, they, they don't get a lot right, but this is one they're, they, they're usually right on with these ratings for the most part. They're very generous, I would say. I would use that word generous in putting Watson, Deshaun Watson, as high as they did because under no circumstance that I can think of, Watson is any better than Matt Ryan. If anything, they are equals. And listen, I, I get the, the big knock on Matt Ryan is that this guy, Matty Ice, he's an easy punching bag. He's an easy target because the Falcons vomited and blew a 28-3 to lead over the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Deshaun Watson, he has his own blown lead, which is in many ways more embarrassing because it didn't happen in the Super Bowl and it was a game you had in the palm of your hand, a blameworthy quarterback performance, Deshaun failing to execute as the Texans blew. Remember that 24 nothing lead in the second quarter of the divisional playoff game, divisional round at Arrowhead, Chiefs and Texans. They had a 24 nothing lead early in the second quarter. And I know that's a fresh wound, right? And make no mistake about it, though. Watson was directly responsible. I know a lot of the apologists in the Houston media want to blame Bill O'Brien, and if it's not Deshaun Watson's fault, look how good he played in the first quarter. Well, guess what? He doesn't get a pardon, right? And I know I'm going down a rabbit hole, but just bear with me, right? He doesn't get a pardon. 
uh, not on this show, Watson, who did play very well the first 15 minutes. The problem is the game doesn't end at the end of the first quarter, and the rest of that game he was Casper the Friendly Ghost. He had no touchdown passes, a passer rating of 77 over the final 45 minutes. He also was sacked a bunch of times. And that lack of execution in his nuclear meltdown allowed the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to slice up Houston, and the Texans' offense was inept at that point. They were limp at that particular moment. And so as much as you want to hold the, the game, and you deserve to hold the game against Matt Ryan, what happened to the Falcons, you at the same time have to hold it against uh, Deshaun Watson in the divisional round this year. That's on his resume. That is it's glaring right there. And the, even the playoff win against Buffalo was gifted to the Texans because Josh Allen, uh, he pooped the bed late in that game. Buffalo had a, a big lead, and they gave that game away. Most games are lost. They're not won. All right, now part B of this, Deshaun Watson, who is in many ways the Forrest Gump of quarterbacks, right? like a box of chocolates, right? You never know what you're going to get. His overall numbers, they don't look terrible. In fact, in some ways they look pretty good to the layperson. But then when you peel back – the onion, you notice how phony a lot of those statistics are. And just for reference, Watson, in games decided by a margin of 15 or more points, blowout games when the game was lopsided, had 27% of his touchdowns, almost 30% of his total touchdown throws were either the Texans were up big or they were down big in lopsided games. Uh, you can look it up yourself. And he averaged in those blowout games, and there were a lot of lopsided games, he averaged over nine yards per pass when the Texans were trailing by multiple scores. He averaged over nine, almost nine and a half yards per pass when Houston was leading by multiple scores. That is known as advanced level stat stuffing. But the biggest indictment of Deshaun Watson is that messed up internal clock. And, and so the, you know, obviously this is all because of the Madden game. We're bringing this up, but in a in, in general sense, Right, he that is kryptonite. That is kryptonite to winning football games. And if you go to the numbers in terms of what's known as bad plays for quarterbacks, interceptions, incompletions, sacks, fumbles, negative plays, Deshaun averaged over 14 of those negative plays per game. He had 228 of them during the season for the Texans last year. Now the final thing on on Deshaun Watson, and hopefully we'll. We'll fix the Gremlins. I've got my baseball bat out, so I'm going to take down the Gremlins here. But Deshaun Watson, who had an elite receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, he no longer has the elite receiver. Uh, Hopkins is gone. They gave him to the, the Arizona Cardinals. And so now that means Deshaun Watson's got to make do with what? Brandon Cooks is the replacement. Good, good luck on that. Cooks will be fine until he gets hurt and misses five or six games. The, the funny thing about the Madden rating, though, is how obsessed. And it, it, I've been doing this a while, and every year when this comes out or it gets leaked out on the Internet, uh, the, the athlete, the jock crowd, gets they're so offended. They're so taken aback. Their sensibilities uh, by these ratings. It never ceases to amaze it, it, or be less comical year after year. And it, it's like that old Allen Iverson rant from back in the day, right? It's easy to sum it up when you're talking about Madden. Right? We're sitting in here. And I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about Madden. I mean, listen, 
We're talking about Madden, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about Madden. I think that's, I think that's the gist of it. Anyway, listen, the people at, at EA Sports who make these, uh, these ratings, put these together, they, they consult with NFL people. But I, I will concede that a lot of the rating is just based on reputation rather than actual performance. It is the court of public opinion uh, that, that ultimately matters. Uh, Tom Brady, I love watching Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not a top ten, uh, well, not a top five fringe quarterback in the NFL, for example, but it's, you know, he's on the back nine of his career. He's been pretty mediocre the last couple of years for the Patriots. Now he's in Tampa Bay. That's more of a lifetime achievement accomplishment uh, than anything else there for Tom Brady. All right, so here's the deal. All right, we'll, uh, we'll honor the clock because that's how we operate here. We're going to honor the clock, and we are going to figure all of this out. And uh, if you were to ask me, what are the odds? Because we like to do odds on this show a lot because it's kind of fun to do odds and, and to play that game. So what do you think the odds are that by the time we play a few, uh, really the most important part of the show, the commercial rating? Right. Uh, by the time we get that done, what are the odds that we will actually be able to communicate normally on the broadcast line during the apocalypse? As you know, we are broadcasting from a uh, remote location here. So I, I'm, I'm confident. I am confident that we will figure this out. I believe there's a minus 700 chance, 87 percent chance that we figure out what the hell went wrong. We will find out. And also, assuming that works. Looking for cash in all the wrong places. We'll get to that as well, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline this is a smooth operation here. Uh, we are a well-tested operation, and uh, we're great. Uh, Robin Vegas says, way to fight through and deliver an A-plus for effort on the opening monologue, he says. Uh, Chris in Houston says, although I despise your monologues about Deshaun Watson, uh, but all I have to say is Deshaun needs to do better, and they'll change his rating during the season. That's right, Chris. Exactly. Some, he gets mad about everything. Though. A lot of these guys get mad about everything. Players complain. NBA guys complain. Everyone's complaining. I'm complaining. Everyone's complaining. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Vols fan Jimmy says, don't your numbers update during the season in Madden? Yeah, well, that's exactly the, the point there. But it's the opening rating that's based on past performance. Uh, Cannon Toledo says, tune in to the Ben Maller show, uh, the amateur hour, plausibly live and plausibly on air. Uh, and then he points out that I am phoning it in. That is true. I did phone it in at the beginning. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in about about 30 seconds, and I had to decide, all right, so am I going to throw Eddie to the Wolves? Which was an option. I could have just thrown Eddie to the Wolves and said, all right, Eddie, uh, you, you did not prepare for it. You know, it's a different preparation to do a talk show than what Eddie does. So there's more prep involved in doing monologues and things like that. So I could have tossed Eddie out there and fed him to the Lions. And I decided, no, I said, that'd be wrong to do, so I'm just going to, I'll power through. I'll power through. Uh, Frank in L.A. says, stay tuned for more exciting sports talk of the Ben Maller Show following these important messages. And then he's got 
the uh, the tin can and the string. Actually, those are red cups and strings there as they communicate. Well, see, the problem with guys like Frank, and I like Frank in L.A. Frank's been with the show for a long time, but you guys are so entitled to expect quality audio. See, I'm old school. I remember when I fell in love with radio, I would stay up late at night on these old uh, transistor radios and try to get faraway radio stations. Now, today, you have everything in the palm of your hand. You can get 8,000 radio stations globally available on these different apps, like the iHeart app, for example, that have uh, stations all over the world, and you can listen in. But but before you, it was like a, a badge of honor if you could get some faraway station, depending on where you you uh, you lived. You got a little gold star. You felt like you needed applause or something like that. But uh, anyway, so the only model I was about to Sean Watson, and I think most of you heard the bulk of it. Now, this story is interesting. Looking for donors. Looking for donors. Now, Alex Rodriguez would really like to own the New York Mets. And A-Rod's rich, but he's not aristocrat rich, and that's a problem. Even when you combine A-Rod and J-Lo, his fiance there, J-Lo, together, it just doesn't add up to compete with the hedge fund clowns that are also bidding on the New York Mets. So A-Rod went around with a collection plate. Imagine this, during a pandemic, he went around with a collection plate attempting to raise funds, attempting to raise funds and uh, get investors. And he found some. He found a couple of people related to the NFL world. Uh, Not just the NFL world. There's a, a, a hodgepodge of athletes, but... I guess the biggest name, depends how you look. Brian Erlacher, he's not playing anymore. Brian Erlacher, he wrote a check. Uh, you had Travis Kelsey, who's still playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. He also put his name down and gave some money. DeMarco Murray, remember when he was the top running back in football for one year, years ago, DeMarco Murray with the Cowboys? Who? He, he also, well, how soon we forget, he joined A-Rod and J-Lo in their quest to buy the New York Mets. Uh, and uh, they were not alone. Also, I, I read where, was it Bradley Beal? I saw his name uh, associated with this as well, that he was he was part of I mean, it was really a weird hodgepodge of, of random, like the jock crowd and all that, uniting Joe Thomas, the offensive lineman part of that. Mason Plumley, Who? Mason Plumley. Never heard of him. Well, he plays for the Denver Nuggets. That's why you've never heard of him. But so you got a couple of NBA guys, you got a bunch of football guys. You imagine you play for the Mets and you've got like Travis Kelsey's upset with you because you made a couple errors at third base and you got to go yeah, talk that's to weird, man. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, this is all uh, for naught because this guy, Steve Cohen, uh, who had a bid and was like, he was the guy that was lined up to buy the Mets. And then there was like a last minute glitch and he didn't buy the team obviously but he's in the bidding and he wants the team now to give you an idea how wealthy this hedge fund guy Stephen Cohen is he is worth an estimated 13.9 billion dollars 13.9 billion he's in the billionaire boys club is what this guy Cohen is and so you know, A Rod. If you look at the and play the net worth game, which is always a dangerous. Oh, game. he also tried buying the Dodgers years ago, right? Yeah, Cohen. Yeah, he was. Yeah, one of the guys. 
would he have actually spent money on the team and all that? Uh, yeah, who been, knows? Yeah, yeah when yeah. before uh, new ownership bought it, yeah, he was one of the guys. He was he was snooping around and all that, but uh, he probably moved the team back to Brooklyn. Is when he yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I live in New York. I can go back to Brooklyn. But A Rod's net worth is like three hundred, four hundred million, which is a hell of a lot of money. But or you could just own a Boston parking lot and they'll they'll give you the Dodgers. That's right, the great Frank McCord man. What a con art is that guy? I know, man. man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but here's the thing, Roberto. Though with with like Frank McCourt, like, wouldn't you like to own a parking lot? Is there is there there are a few businesses that are if you have now obviously now with the apocalypse it's a problem because the calculations are off because people aren't going out and you're not allowed to do stuff in most places and then you were and now you're not again. But in normal times. If you own a parking lot across from the Boston Garden, for example, or uh, or or just a, a share of the revenue at Dodger Stadium, oh my God, it's a license to print money. And that's and why he never gave it up. He still owns the no. Do- he still owns the parking lot, at Dodger oh my Stadium. God, why would you ever do that? That's ready-made uh, cash all of there. That's wh- one of the reasons, actually, the Dodgers uh, supposedly were trying to encourage public transportation. <laughs> to stick it to McCourt. They were like, hey, why why don't we have the uh, the L.A. subway system have a stop at Dodger oh, Stadium? That thing, so, a, that thing is a train wreck. No way, man. No, no, but they want they want to encourage people to uh, – because that money, you're right, a big chunk of it goes right into the old owner, Frank McCourt's back pocket there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Rob in Des Moines writes in, says, as an old-school lover of AM radio, I, too – Rob says, stayed up late trying to see what stations I could tune in. That was the, what was the furth- furthest location you ever got to come in? All right, so Rob, not to go down this uh, rabbit hole, but uh, living in the West, I did not have a competitive advantage. It's just much easier if you live in the Eastern uh, time zone of the United States to get further, uh, further far away stations. But I, I guess the, the, the biggest accomplishment, I got a station when I was living in, you know, growing up in, in Orange County in, uh, in in California here. I got a station out of Seattle. I got a station out of uh, San Antonio. That was kind of cool late at night on the hop. Denver. I think that was the furthest east that was was Denver. And there was some like a station out of Canada that would would boom. Uh, boom in, but I it's really static. It was hard to make. You always had to wait. The problem with that, like you had to wait till the either the top or the bottom of the hour because they would give they had to stations have to give station identification. And that was the only way to really know what the hell you were listening to. And uh, but yeah, that was that was some of it. But I I, I remember when I first went first couple times I went back to the East Coast. And I was driving around at night and I was like, oh my god, you get like a million different options here. Listening old school on the transistor radio, driving around. Anyway, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. To the phones we go, and what better way to start off a wonderful night of phone calls than beer drinking Brian? Hello, beer drinking Brian. You are on the show, the Big Ben Maller. Oh, show. oh, here we go. <laughs> hey Ben, I, now you just brought something up to me because I, I was a DJ down in South Texas. But I was overnight, so I've got to ask you first, do you like working overnight better than you did days? Because I know you've had a lot of jobs. Yeah, 
All right, so that's your first question. This is uh, this is like a deep dive on my life from beer drinking Brian here. I feel like I'm being grilled. I'm in front of the the United States Congress and I'm being questioned. All right, so uh, listen, beer drinking Brian. I like doing overnights. I like the artistic freedom that we have to do the overnight show, and we can do whatever the hell we want and all that stuff. Uh, I don't mind the hours. I'm more of a night person than a day person. The worst shift I've ever had in radio is morning drive. I did that years ago. It was a nightmare. I hated it, the hours. Plus, I wasn't getting paid what most morning people get. If I got paid that fat check, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I I hated the morning shift. Uh, I didn't mind afternoons. That was all right. But the the big advantage is radio, as you know, uh, during the day pays a lot better than radio at night. So I've left a lot of money on the table. Well, isn't it more interesting at night? I mean, really, come on. Well, it's all—it's up to the listener whether it's more interesting. Beer drinking, Brian. Now I, I got one more question for you. Oh boy! All right, all right moving on. The final question, which never goes well. It's typically a loaded question. <laughs> um, are the Vikings going to have to change their names? Because I mean, you know, everything's going to hell in a basket. So, are the Vikings? Yes. Yes, well, I mean, you have to think if if one person is offended, uh, you go the history going back to uh, Scandinavia and the in the southern Scandinavia that uh, back in the late eighth to eleventh century, uh, these people were, were hoodlums. They were very violent, and there's a lot of ancestors of people that were were hurt by the Vikings. So I think that name should be changed. I think it's very offensive. And that purple, I mean, please come on. Instead of a horn, I'm going to say boo-hoo. Okay. Thank you. I got to go. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. But uh, you read some of those stories on on the web. I'm sure none of them are made up there. They uh, they were loaded to bear. They were tyrants. Tyrants is what they were. All right. Now, this kind of relates loosely to that last point. Beer-drinking Brian brought up, and never enough. Never enough. So we referenced this. The Washington Redskins have announced they will no longer be known as the Washington Redskins. They will have a new name. They didn't announce the name, and there's reasons for that, legal reasons uh, for that, uh, which is fine. And so, But that's not enough. See, we, I tried to point this out. I did in the monologue over the last couple of months here that so it's, it's a moving, it's, it's like whack-a-mole. For the mob. The mob gets a pound of flesh, and then they want more flesh. It's, it's kind of like in the, the animal kingdom when a, like a bear gets the taste of a human, they have to euthanize the bear. Or an alligator takes a bite out of a human, they, they end up having to kill the alligator. Well, the mob, once they get a taste of it, hey, we've been empowered, we've gotten what we wanted with the Redskins name. Well, now, now you've got members of the media carrying the water for the mob saying, wait a minute, what, we got to change the Cleveland Indians name. I'm offended by it. the Atlanta Braves. They got to change that name. Now, the Braves have said they're not going to change their name. Take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Dan Snyder had said he wasn't going to change his name. All it takes, I'm going to tell you exactly what it's going to take for the Indians, the Braves, the Seminoles to to change nicknames. Uh, it's the same thing that worked for the Redskins. And, and it, it was it was mob techniques, right? Mob, mob action and extortion is the word. I mean, that's exactly what happened. You can say you support it and you're okay with it, but by its very def- definition, 
what happened with the Redskins is a group of very wealthy people that were sponsors of the team, some of them even owned part of the team, they said, listen, you either do what we want, through we're going to threaten to take our money away from you. And if you don't do it, exactly what we want, we're out. And so it got to a point where Dan Snyder caved in, and uh, that's it. And so now we have a new name coming for the football team in Washington. will no longer be the Redskins. And the same thing will happen in Cleveland and Atlanta if, if this trend continues here in 2020. But uh, anyway, it is the Ben Maller Show as we press on. Time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else. Here we go. I hold the Major League record, Major League Baseball record, for the most games in a single career with three hit-by-pitches in a single game. So the multiple times this particular batter was hit by three pitches in one game. I hold the Major League record, most games in a career with three hit-by-pitches. Who am I? The answer next. They are the cheating of the Houston Astros besides the Houston Rockets. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And here's the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else, thus we call it the Who Am I game. I hold the distinction of having the Major League Baseball record for the most games in a career with three hit-by-pitches. That is the question, what is the answer? And the Maller Militia, very active here with many, many questions uh, or answers. Rob in Vegas is going with the boss, Sasha Banks, as his answer. Uh, Who else do we have here? Page down, page down. Uh, Boy, Malibu Rubin, is that Mike Fontenot? Is that what you did? Wow. Uh, Billy Barty from Skip to Zip, the Roastmaster General. From the great state of Ohio, uh, who else do we have here? Page down. Don Baylor, guessed by Jason in Denver. Richard Bay from the Fire Lake DJ, that's his answer. Joe in San Antonio is going with his favorite athlete, Tweety Bird, as his selection on this. Rick Dempsey, there's a good name, the great Rick Dempsey. Oriole Dodger legend, guessed by Frank in L.A. The Maller prop guy cheated. He got it right. Bad job by him. O'Shea Jackson. Guest by Ken in Toledo. Chris in Des Moines is going with the crime dog, Fred McGriff. That's right. Don't forget that baseball video. That's very important. Baseball fundamentals. Uh, Yosemite Sam uh, was tossed out. Who else do we have? Page down. Bill Madlock from Tortilla Man Tony. That's his guest. Rob in Des Moines is going with Don Baylor. Uh, who else? Page down. Denard Spann from The Rooster. That's his guest. Bob Brenly tossed out by Mark Alex Trebek, misspelled by Polly D. Anyway, the correct answer, Eddie, is not Jason Kettle. It is Reed Johnson, a generic, mostly backup outfielder, Reed Johnson, who was plunked now third time in the same game back in 2006. It was the third time in his career. He actually played with the Dodgers, but I, I remember him with the Blue Jays. He was a journeyman outfielder, but Reed Johnson... Uh, is the answer not Don Baylor? There's so many guys that were known for getting plunked by pitches, but it, they didn't get hit three times in a game more than Reed Johnson, who has the all-time 
a record. Now, Eddie, you put it to the vote of the people. We had a we came up with a conversation earlier in the hour. Russell Westbrook versus Zeke Elliott. Who's the bigger name among the coronavirus infected players? And you are getting smoked right now in your own poll. How bad does that feel, Eddie? That right now the vote of the people, Russell Westbrook, way ahead of Zeke Elliott in the early result, early voting results. Oh, bro, I'm low key faded, bro. No, no, that is a landslide in favor of Russell Westbrook. No, no, no. There's not a lot of time to vote. Voting is going to end soon. Don't vote. In fact, this is such a <laughs> wide margin, you don't even need to vote. You know what I'm saying? Eddie? Like, this is so lopsided. You're... Yes, I'm. No, no, I, I'm competitive. I am competitive, Eddie. No, it's not. No, no. I, I, you play to win the game, right? You've got to be a competitor, Eddie. I'm engaged, all right? I'm letting the game. I'm. No, no, I'm just pointing out, listen, when a team's up by 40, it, when they're up by 40, the game's over. When they're up by 40, that's it. I, I'm, I'm up by a lot. I'm up by a lot. I can't count that high. That's a ton. That's overwhelming. We still got time. Still got time. Give up, Eddie. Just give up. Concede defeat. How dare you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Is the great debate in the NFL as they await training camp a couple weeks away, but it's all about the wardrobe. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere, filibustering the overnight hours away. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more. And Geico sharing more, too, with the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. So we are two weeks away from the start of training camp, today being the 14th day of July. Training camp set to open July 28th. And things still have to be worked out. The league is working on the different safety protocols. Always a fun topic of conversation, I would say, right? Yes. Who doesn't enjoy a good conversation about safety protocols? Right? I mean, my God. Uh, but that's that's what we have to deal with, right? Yeah, that's what we have to deal with. And so the NFL is trying to figure out with the union on how to handle all of this, and they're working out the details and the protocols and all that as they attempt to play ball during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, if you've heard, maybe you missed this. Hopefully you have. If not, I'll give you the brief version. So the NFL is considering a mandate. Now, considering is not a mandate. They are considering a mandate to require face shields for players uh, during games, on their helmets, like covering up the uh, the face mask, the inner part of the face mask, they're in a negotiation. All 32 teams have an, either been given or will be given what's known as it's an Oakley product, the Oakley mouse shield, to test out during training camp. And it's just like you would imagine. I would describe it. I have, I'm looking at a photograph of it, but I'll describe it because we're on radio. But it's a a plastic visor. And it, it really extends down. It's like the, the same material it looks like of the plastic visor, and then it's attached to the visor, but it's a different part of it. It's, it's the face guard, and the players have already been complaining about visibility and breathability, and they're not happy. The biggest complaints have been raised by J.J. Watt. J.J. Uh, Watt is not happy. He has intimated that he will not play 
if this face shield is used, let us discuss the question, should the NFL mandate the face shield for all players? Now, I actually, I'm going to vote no on this. I this this seems to me to be overkill. Uh, and my observations, you've got advanced calculus, pseudoscience, and placebo. And we will combine all these things together. Now, number one. Number one. When I saw this story at first glance, uh, I thought this is comical. Right? I mean, to, to, to make the, the germaphobe crowd feel comfortable, um, you, you come up with all these different requirements. But I understand that for optics, the NFL's got to do a lot of this stuff. The most important part, ultimately, is the testing. That's the most important part. You can throw these other other things on top if you want, the social distancing guidelines. But if you think about how to accurately follow those guidelines if you're playing a football game and you think of what kind of cartoon this would turn out to be, you would have to physically widen an NFL field. An NFL field is a little over 53 yards wide, right? 120 yards total because each end zone is 10 yards. So it's 120 by 53 and a third yards it's simply not big enough. Right? Even something as simplistic as the huddle, you then have to turn to advanced calculus to figure out how to do it because if you were to huddle between plays while six feet apart, using some Maller math, you've got 11 players in the huddle, six feet apart. That means a 66-foot circumpass of, uh, of the of the the huddle there, uh, circumference, and then you'd have, uh, I guess it would be 21 feet in in the width as, as well. You'd have 66 by 21. You would also have to eliminate the bedrock of football, which is tackling and blocking if you really want to make football as safe as possible. And Now, some have said, why not just make it flag football, right, and all that, but that's taboo because the flag could end up being contaminated, so you can't really have flag football. Can't do that. And imagine how long this is going to take. If like between every handoff and every time somebody drops back to throw a pass, they've got to hit the pause button, and they have to go disinfect the ball. Or any time a ball is used, they have to throw it out each possession. They have to bring in a new football. And imagine in the halftime portion of the football game, they pass out alcohol-based hand sanitizer in the huddle, and and then it, they also have the extended soap and water, wash your hands session at halftime. Again, these things, I get it. I understand for liability reasons why you would do this. I I get it, but the testing, that's the most important thing. Now, the second thing, this entire episode, which is still being adjudicated between the NFL and the union, on the face of it, it sounds like a load of bullcrap to me, right? I understand, again, sports leagues are easy targets. Uh, They often are the first ones to be taken advantage of because they're seen as easy marks. And they can take advantage. Opportunistic companies see a sucker. Now, for reference, the NBA has invested thousands of dollars on what some people think is legitimate and other people think is nothing more than a mood ring, this device that the NBA purchased that claims it can detect the coronavirus early on. No proof whether it actually works or not, but the NFL bought a ton of them and passed them out to all the players. And now the NFL, 
You got this company saying, wait a minute. Oakley's like, wait a minute. Hold on a sec. We can make some money here. So the NFL is asked to join the pseudoscience bandwagon here. There's no way to guarantee that this mask is going to work and will stop the spread of anything during the game. Uh, And just the way that football's played, the NFL is going to test, 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 and test again right up the keister for every player. And that is not 100%, right? People get false positive, false negative tests, so that's not 100%. The question, though, becomes what are you willing to accept, right? What are you willing to accept? What is uh, reasonable considering the players in the age range of the NFL are at very little risk of of dying? Um, Statistically, they're almost no risk of that. Now, the final point, the face mask idea in general for the NFL players the league looks at it like it kills two birds with one stone, right? It's good for the lawyers. The legal department has to vet everything, and they've got to get waivers on top of waivers and all this red tape and all that. So I go back to the L word, liability. And you're trying to limit liability, and from that respect, it makes sense. If the NFL mandates this and players – I don't think they should mandate it, but if the NFL mandates it and and then players refuse – then they are at their own peril if something were to happen and then they would try to file a lawsuit. Now, the other thing here uh, is the placebo effect. Now, when I go out to stores, I wear a mask. Not allowed to go to most stores uh, unless I have a mask on, but I've read enough where if unless you have a medical-grade mask, it's not really doing anything. Uh, and uh, most people I see are wearing bandanas and things like that, and it's it's the placebo effect, right? It gives uh, people the false sense of security. And if if you wear a mask, the way I've been told by people who work in the medical business, if you wear a mask and you can smell, like if you're you're married or you got a girlfriend, you smell your girlfriend's perfume or your wife's perfume then it's not going to stop the virus from getting in. I mean, we're talking about micro droplets and all that that spread. uh, Which does show that placebos work. Even when people know they've been given placebos, they still work. But the thing that really proved this to me is I was out at the store a couple weeks ago, and I saw two different things. I, I saw somebody who walked through the store that didn't have a mask on and everyone was looking at them like they had the bubonic plague and they were trying to kill everybody. Uh, And then I saw somebody was walking through the store that had the mask on, which was like below their nose. So their nose was fully exposed, but they had the mask like covering their mouth. Right. So, so it was one of the, I have a prop here. So it was like, they had the mask like this. I've got the mask on. It's like this. So their nose isn't covered. Right. And nobody raised an eyebrow. Nobody said anything. But it's just as non-effective under that. And if, you, if you're going to wear it, and it, unless you have, a, again, a medical-grade thing and all that, uh, if you can smell through it, perfume and things like that, it's probably not doing anything at all. But NFL players in general, just get to the point. You're talking about playing the game of football. You're going to have exchanging of bodily fluids, snot, saliva, sweat, blood. All of that is going to be swapped on the field. Uh, it's going to happen. And and so now the only way to eliminate that 100%, the solution would be to have NFL-branded hazmat suits complete with a self-contained breathing apparatus 
That's about the only way. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be an exchange. There's going to be even you put mask on and mask after mask. There's going to be stuff that gets through, whether it's snot, saliva, sweat, blood, and possibly all of the above. So, and I guess you'd have to put like a little miniature air conditioner on there, or uh, like a like a heater if it gets you know in the, in the cold time. You could you could adjust the the suit. But that's where we are right now. We're still waiting a word. The word, if you will, from the NFL, whether they're going to mandate these face shields or not. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about that? You can hear it, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. If you'd like to join the festivities here, you can uh, you can join the fun. And uh, let's go to the phones right now, and uh, let's see here. Let's go to Eric who's in Southern California, the OC. What's going on, Eric? Hey, Big Ben. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm over here mm-hmm. working. Uh, thank you for the great uh, what's called apocalypse time uh, broadcast you've had. I've, I've been, uh, to be honest, I haven't been listening live because, you know, apocalypse time's got me down a little bit. But um, I podcasted uh, the, the, the past um, broadcast and... Uh, Double thumbs up, man. Thank oh, you. Thank, thank you. you. Listen, Eric, yeah, we appreciate that. That helps keep downloading the podcast. Tell friends about the podcast there. Get those download numbers up. I appreciate it. Are you working right now, you said? Yes, I am. What kind of work you got going on there? I'm a truck driver. Oh, yeah. And, and are you just local? Or you go uh, you long distance? Where do, where no, do you no, I'm, I'm local. I, you know, I go to um, Inland Empire. I, you know, I'm based out of Torrance. You know, okay. just some local stuff. I got but, you. Um, you know, uh, I've been years ago. I've said, "Man, the, the future is going to suck." You know, and that started with like technology taking over. But, but now with the Redskins, you know, having to change their name and everything, it's going a whole different direction, man. I'm really going to hate the future now. Nah, I mean, listen. In the big picture, I mean, all this stuff is meaningless, right? I mean, it's it's stupid that that the owner has to I change so. the name because of extortion. But that's the way it is, and so fine. I mean, but you know, it's not going to shouldn't affect your life, Eric. Right? Who cares? But it's, but uh, maybe it's a sign of things to come, you know? Nah, maybe not, though. You don't know. I mean, maybe it's a weasel word. Come on, Eric. Maybe it's a weasel <laughs> word. You know, you maybe not. You know, things could get a lot better. 2020 has been a crappy year, right? It's been a complete yeah. bull crap all year. 2021 could be the greatest year we've ever had, right? We just got to make it through the end of this year, and then next year it could be utopia. And we From could be all, all of ears, our dreams could... I know. I'm saying. I mean, you don't. You have no. Nobody would have predicted that 2020 was going to be uh, just a complete yeah. poop fest the way it's turned I was out. Just, I was just texting my wife that. Yeah. There you go. See. Uh, I'm, I'm Benny Brightside now. Is what I am, Eric. I'm Benny Brightside. Yeah. All, all right. right. Be safe out there, Eric. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. There he goes. Eric's all bummed out, running around. There you go. Uh, all right. Is the the Ben Maller show. On Fox, if you would like to join us on social media and watch the videos, we have videos up of some of the different monologues. You want to check those out, and you can view those on Twitter and Facebook, and there's some on Instagram. Any of the accounts, just follow along. And on Instagram, it's Ben Maller on Fox, and our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. You can join the festivities on that. All right, catching up with an FSR legend. From the past, from Fox Sports Radio past. Uh, We'll get to that, and we will do it next. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. There's nothing more powerful than the unified voice of the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. And he's at UH Bronco Fan. For that amount of money, I'd get like a penis necklace tattooed on my neck. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, catching up with an FSR legend from FSR gone past, well, or gone by. We'll get to that coming up in a couple minutes. Also, later this hour, we've got Maller to the third degree. If you're with us for the full journey in the overnight, we've got Maller's Mountain of Money making its weekly appearance, and later on, Sight the Bite. The great sports radio mystery, Sight the Bite, uh, coming up there. Uh, let's see, who do we have here? Let's uh, go down the list. We have uh, Rob in Vegas. As I know you mentioned that attention whore J.J. Watt when talking about the new potential face guard, but a member of the militia had another idea. Robbie, the Josh Allen toe jam licker, thinks the NFL should use uh, gags, he says. Well, I don't, I, can, I don't think I can say the rest of that, but, but he, has a, he says to prevent germ transfer. Well, that is an interesting way to prevent germ transfer. That is a very interesting way to prevent germ transfer. Yeah, there you go. It's a type of gag. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, Chris in Cincinnati, I hear, is fully lubricated. What is going on, Chris, in Cincinnati? Hey, how's hey. it going? Welcome to the show, Chris. Good to have you on. What's up? Hey, I, I just want to tell you, uh, I listen to you all the time. Uh, it's been... Uh, yeah? Uh, been oh, uh, oh boy. talking there. Uh, was not talking to you. What uh, what's up with them uh, ball cats? <laughs> them ball cats. What, what are you, Chris? What show did you call? Chris, what show did you call into, Chris? A uh, Ben Maller. That's correct. Uh, ben Maller show. I appreciate you, right. hey, man. I'm a little, I'm a little ripped up. Teeth. I've been listening to Oh really? I, you don't sound like you're a little ripped up at all. You don't sound. Hey, can I can I ask you one thing? What what do you guys pick oranges off the trees and close everything in up in there in California? All right, so you, your advice here, this is good. So, Chris, you think uh, you are fully <laughs> schnockered here, and you think that we should just close things up and just eat oranges? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that's what you guys do up in California. You yes. Eating oranges and uh, closing your... Yeah. All right, What's you can't say that, that, Chris. Thank you, though, but I appreciate it. When's the last time you ate an orange, man? I can't remember the last time I, I ate an I orange. Can't, I can't either. It's been a while for you, Eddie. You're, I, you're lacking. Years that I've eaten an orange. Yeah. Now, orange soda, lots of that, but an actual orange, a lot of work yeah. to peel the old orange there. Yeah. yeah. Roberto, you, you like the orange? You had an orange lately? Yeah, yesterday. Wow. I used to. Uh, He's a true Californian, Roberto. On, on yeah, right. Week, well, I grew up. I grew up surrounded by orange groves when I was yeah. a kid. Everywhere. Back in but, Orange County. Yes, right. The O.C. They call it Orange County. But I, I recall uh, Eddie. Uh, the last time I had orange juice. One of the last times I had orange juice. 
I came in and I got a lecture, a, a eight-hour lecture from a guy that used to work. I forget where he works now, but he used to work at our place. And he complained. I don't remember his name, but the guy complained all day. He said, he said eat the orange, don't drink the juice. He said, orange juice is bad for you. You've got you've to. He just lectured me all day about how you got to drink. Eat an orange, don't eat. You're drinking 24 oranges when you drink orange juice. It's ridiculous. As far as that guy, Chris, in Cincinnati, I was trying to figure out which kind of drunk is he because he's obviously hammered. Was he? Is he a Hemingway? I think he's. I'm gonna say he's more of like a Mister Hyde, which becomes more hostile. Like, but I don't know how he normally is. I don't know how normally Chris operates and all that. Like, I don't, maybe he's nor he's the same, right? He doesn't change at all, which would make him a uh, a Hemingway, which is just the, that's the kind of drunk where your personality doesn't change at all. But I, he's definitely not a Mary Poppins, where he becomes sweeter and happier. Definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's no. No question. All right, let's keep it going on the phones, and we'll say hello to David in Nashville, who is next. Hello, David. You are on Fox Sports hey. Radio. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Um, doing all right. Not as good as that guy Chris in Cincinnati, but um, we're oh, hanging yeah, in there. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I just got off work, man. I'm like, it sounds. Like I work for Budweiser. It sounds like he's been hitting a couple Budweiser tonight. Yeah, let me tell you something. He's keeping you employed there, David. He's he's enjoying a lot of your product. Yeah, you you keep making it. He'll keep drinking it. Hey, yes sir, yes sir. But hey, I wanted to call in. You know, I saw a video of our uh, running back, Derrick Henry, uh, working out today on CBS.com, and he looked like a machine. But uh, unfortunately, you know, Nashville is the epicenter for COVID nineteen right now, so. I'm not sure if we're gonna be able to hit the field because it's looking like we're gonna. It's looking like we're about to about to go back down to phase one. Uh, you know, well, no, it just you won't be able to like watch him play. I mean, the sports will be played in empty stadiums, and that, that's sure, how that's. But they actually, they actually saying they. I'm a season ticket holder, so yeah. fourteen thousand of us can go. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know about hopefully. that. I mean, listen, I, I hope I hope people will be able to go. I don't. I'd be very surprised if that's the case. But I would like to see people sure. at stadiums. I, I talked to my guy uh, in New Zealand, Darcy, who hosts a radio show in New Zealand. And he was like bragging because they're gonna, they had like forty thousand people at a rugby match, I believe it was, or a soccer match in New Zealand. Forty thousand people. Yeah, the stadium was packed. So. Oh, I guess you didn't right. want to hear the rest of that. Though, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was done. He was done. Yeah, David said what he wanted yep, to say, Eddie, and out. that's an agenda caller. David had an agenda. He reached his agenda threshold, and then that's it. <laughs> bye bye. I'm gone. Bye bye. All right. So <laughs> this really only works for you, Eddie, because Coop oh. is relatively new. I don't. Coop might know this guy. I don't think Roberto knows who I'm talking about. So I will be. I was. I was booked, Eddie. I don't normally do these things, but I was booked on a a guest on a morning show. On Tuesday morning, so later this morning, I will be a guest, and it's a show hosted by a former Fox Sports Radio host. You want to take a guess who it would be, Eddie? Would it be Craig Sheeman? The great Craig Sheeman, of course, a radio personality in Florida. Uh, used to work here. No, not Craig Sheeman. This is someone that you you have worked with over the years at Fox well, Sports Radio. not narrowing it down, really. Uh, someone <laughs> who I think your wife was a fan of, also. Oh, well, is it Bruce Jacobs? Yes. How about that? Bruce Jacobs, the biggest apologist of all things. Oh, the Jets and yes. the Mets. It's nauseating. Yeah. Hates the Yankees. Can't stand the Dolphins. Hates the Dolphins. But uh, Bruce 
reached out to me. He's got a morning show. I can't say what station, Eddie, because it's a competitor. What market is he in now? He he's was in, in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. He's in Phoenix. Okay, he's okay. got a show on, in Phoenix on you know, a million sports stations there, but he's got a show. And so he, he kind of dabbles in, he's gone back and forth between. Like political talk and sports talk, is it? Yeah, is it which, sports talk? Or? This is sports. Okay, talk. all right. This is sports talk, which is smart. See, that's a smart thing what Bruce does because he's versatile. He can go from news talk to sports talk. When you're a one-trick pony, that becomes problematic. By the way, Eddie, one-trick pony, right over here. One-trick yeah. pony. No, you're not alone. Yeah, but you know, I'm willing to to try. I, I was a terrible DJ. I don't think I'd be a good DJ. I don't think that would go well. I yeah, think. I did that too. I didn't. My heart was not in. It. I did it for the yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, it was not. And it wasn't a lot of money. <laughs> well, it's radio. Yeah. I mean, come on, please. It's so simple. It's a radio show. Uh, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to catching up with, with good well, old Well, tell him Bruce. I said hello. I will. I will drop your name uh, very early. I have, a, I have a story that my wife and I went to Arizona for a sporting event. We, we had dinner with Bruce, yep. and uh, he took us to a seafood place. When I, I, I specifically told him, anything but seafood. <laughs> hey, so in his head, you wanted seafood, is right? Clearly, what he was... well, no. In his head, he wanted seafood. Oh, and so was uh, it a sushi place? Or no, something? it was. Uh, okay. He ordered a, a tower of seafood. It had <laughs> shrimp and crab yeah. and lobster. This giant thing, and I just sat there and stared at it because I wow. I don't like any of that stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah. The only fish, the only fish I enjoy is beer battered fish sticks. That's about it. And I don't eat, I eat those like once a year. I'll, I'll eat that. That's about it. Beer battered fish sticks with a lot of tartar sauce and some vinegar. And uh, and I'm good. But you don't even go there, Eddie, right? You don't even like that. I, I, I enjoy salmon every now and then. But uh, but not Tim Salmon because he, you know, he didn't. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know. It's, sorry. That was awkward. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. We've heard about this for a while, Ben, and I'm, I'm sure you're relieved to hear that Greg Olson, former All-Pro tight end, has already got his next gig lined yeah. up. The now Seahawks tight end, who signed a one-year deal, presumably his final year in the NFL, uh, apparently is going to slide right into that number two analyst spot at Fox. He'll be teamed yeah. up with Kevin Burkhart. Uh, in the season following this one, uh, after so he wraps getting, up his... Who's getting uh, bumped? Who's getting ejected? That's a good question. Wasn't it uh, Charles Davis? That well, was he, yeah, he, he left. left. And he yeah. left, right? Yeah. Yeah, he left. So I don't know who's CBS? Is that where he went? Yeah. Charles Davis? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So I don't know who will have that. Apparently, whoever's going to have that role uh, this coming season, it'll just be for one year. Well, that's a, what if they're good? Now, Greg Olson did some work, right? He's done a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, this dabbled. is... And I, I hope he's good, but that's the definition of jockocracy. The uh, the old sportscaster Howard Cosell. I mean, he's not a trained broadcaster, Olson, but I mean, he'll get an opportunity. He's going to get a great opportunity. The number two broadcasting job on the NFL on Fox. That's a great gig. Yeah, it's a it's a nice first step from into retirement. Yeah, not that he earned it on merit. I mean, he's going to just be given it, and uh, you know, it's uh, hey. That's how they do it, right? The athletes get the sink or swim, right? You either make it or you don't make it. Some make it, some don't. Like Emmett Smith, remember when Emmett yeah. tried it? That didn't go it so did well. Did not go well. No, that was a uh, that was that was tough. A lot of word salad there. A lot of uh, debacled. Yeah. I remember was yeah. one of his 
phrases he used. No one had ever heard that before. Yeah, it was a new phrase. Yeah. He, he invented some some new things. Did not go so well. Anyway, all right. It is the Ben Maller Show as we press on. And did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15%. When you switch by October 7th, visit Geico.com to learn more. You can join the festivities. We do have Maller to the third degree coming up in a couple minutes. But if you tease, you got to please. You got to pay off the tease. And two words that should scare the crap out of everybody in the NBA. You know what those two words are? No limit. No limit. And those are the words to describe the great Kawhi Leonard who is about to cement himself as the greatest NBA player of all time, he will pass Michael Jordan by when the Los Angeles Clippers, in a bubble environment in Orlando, win the championship, and Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy run out to celebrate with the Clippers as they win the championship. Uh, Doc Rivers revealing that the, the worst nightmares of the NBA are reality, that... Kawhi Leonard is green light go. He is ready for the season, and he is healthy after these four months off. And no limits. No limits. Proving yet again, proving yet again, it's hip to clip. It is hip to clip, and this proves it right there. And the Clippers will be bubblicious. They'll, it's going to be wonderful to watch. The Lakers are falling apart, for example, right? They're, they're falling apart. They've lost two rotation players away. I mean, people were scared about playoff Rondo. That's gone now. I don't know who they're – is Quinn Cook going to play now for them? Good luck on that in big minutes in a playoff game. Lakers could be one and done. They could be out in the first round here against – if they play Portland, if Portland somehow gets in, I know there's only eight games to do it, but you imagine Damian Lillard – and McCollum back and forth, yin and yang, torching the Lakers. I mean, even when those guys, the normal rotation guys play, uh, it's a problem. But you look at it, oh, man, they are screwed. LeBron is screwed. The The, the Lakers are, uh, they're totally, they're effed is what they are. The Clippers, not so much. Again, two words, the most important two words in the entire NBA, no limits, no limits for Kawhi Leonard wow. at the NBA restart. Good to go. Kawhi was smiling. He was in a good mood. All these other guys bitching and complaining about What's the food and the accommodations. Not Kawhi. I'm telling you, he was made for the bubble. Kawhi Leonard was born for the bubble. He was. He's not worried about any of that nonsense. He's not running out to get delivery food and all. He doesn't care about any of that nonsense. He's all about winning. That's what he's all about. And he's a clipper. You can't have him. He's wearing a clipper uniform right now. So deal with it. All right, let's go to the phones, and uh, let's see. Where shall we go? Let's say hello to Christopher in Houston, who is next on Fox. Hello, Chris. Were you holding tight to your Clippers bobble doll at the time or something? Were you talking about that? Boy, I tell you. Well, Dick Kawhi's, uh, you know what, out your mouth, Ben. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't, listen, this man is an X factor. You're just jealous. You don't have. You got guys that choke in the playoffs. This guy doesn't choke. He does not choke. So, He's unstoppable in big games. So what you're saying is Kawhi has never choked. What you're saying? Kawhi Leonard He's is never a, took a whole power house is what he is, and he's a Clipper. But, well, he you know tips what? You the scale. Your when, you, 
Wait, wait, wait. When you have Kawhi Leonard on your on your team, it's like having a thumb on the scale. You've got an advantage. Boy, Ben, I tell you, just just clean that off the side of your mouth, Ben, okay? I tell you, boy, you trashed Kawhi so bad, and now you lick his toes like it's not even – there's even dirt on it anymore. Well, listen, I, I, evolved, I evolved my position. I opened my ears. I opened my eyes. I saw Kawhi prove that he was not a fraud when he went to Toronto and blossomed. And, and he flourished there in Toronto. And he had that metamorphosis. He was not just a Spurs trash and not just a product of the Spurs. That he went there and st- Took it to the NBA and won with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, when I see the Raptors, you know what I think of? I think of when I first saw the Raptors when they were an expansion team and they had Barney the Dinosaur on their uniforms. And I thought, how embarrassing is that? What's that? Do you need some wine with your riveting conversation about Kawhi Leonard? Like, I uh, mean, if you want me to go on, man, you, listen, you brought it up. Listen, Kawhi, you're jealous. I mean, you you got two, two guys that, that, that put up great numbers, but in big games they vanish. All right, goodbye, they, see you well, later. Right now, James Harden. Right now I'm more worried about the coronavirus because, you know, they both was in that strip club the other day, so I don't know, man. I, this is just I, it's just kind of kind of crazy, Ben. And you know what? You and your, your Clipper talk, ain't nobody worried about the Clippers. When they get out the second round, then we'll be worried about the Clippers. Again. That's when we'll be worried I, about them. You're sounding like a scared human being, Chris. No limits. What, Those two words, no limits. If you put a poll out right now, about what NBA team is scared of the Clippers, I guarantee you none of them are. Nobody's oh, scared of the they're Clippers. They're all scared of it. They're all, they're all the scared of the Clippers. The, the Lakers have a piecemeal backcourt right now. They're done. They're cooked. They, uh, the Bucks, forget the Bucks. They they peaked too soon during the regular season. <laughs> Being a team, you know what? I was thinking about that Rondo injury. Do you think Rondo sabotagingly did that just so he, he'll have an excuse to get out of the, playing in the playoffs in the bubble and stuff? Because, you but know, he, he, he gets hurt a lot. So, you know, he knows how to yeah. get hurt. Like, he probably like, let me break my thumb so I can I can have an excuse and nobody can say, oh, well, he just wants to get out of it. Because, you know, he was complaining about the bubble. You know, he yeah. was acting like a pampered whiny. Like them Lakers, Lakers do all the time. You know, Lakers players, they pampered and whiny, man. That is true. That's all they do. Well, they're not, they don't have any fans. They have historians. They like to look at the past. That's how they are. Oh, you blew, why'd you blow them up? We were finally on the same page there, and then you blew him up. That's a bad job by you. Uh, we got to go to break. I don't know what you're talking about. Breaks? <laughs> I don't break. I don't. I don't believe in breaks. How dare you, man? I mean, Chris is so upset. I, he, you know, people say I'm too negative. I finally, I, I'm start. I start being Benny Brightside, and then people complain. Make your mind up. Make your bloody mind up. All right. Well, you want the negative Benny, or you want Benny Brightside? Which one would you like? You got to pick. All right, anyway, it is the Ben Maller Show as we press on. We've got the uh, mildly popular Mallard of the third degree. Time now for the Insta Trivia leading into that. Now, Bo Jackson, Tecmo Bo Bo, Bo Jackson, he averaged 5.4 yards per carry. That is the second most among running backs with 150 or more carries since the merger. Only blank has averaged more yards per carry than Bo Jackson. Again, the threshold 150 or more Carries. Bo Jackson is number one, number two, number two. Uh, five point four yards per carry. That's the se- I almost said number one. Second most among running backs with one hundred and fifty plus carries since the merger. Only blank has averaged more. That's the question. The answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Ben Maller Show is scientifically proven to help make time fly by. We'll work in the third shift. We have a track record of almost 20 years of nocturnal service. Help support our daily battle against insomnia by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We need your support. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, here's the instant trivia. Bo Jackson averaged over 5.4 yards per carry. Averaged 5.4 yards per carry. That's the second most among running backs with 150 or more carries since the merger. Only blank has averaged more. That is the question. What is the answer? And the answer is coming in here. Uh, We have Marv Albert's toupee, guessed by Scott in Rhode Island. Jeff is going with Al Davis as his favorite Raider, Marcus Allen, as his answer. Uh, who else do we have? Let's see. Touchdown, Tommy Vardell from Skip to Zip. The Roastmaster General Jay in Florida is going with Kelly Tripuka. Rob in Lost Wages, Nevada, says it's the Nigerian nightmare Christian Okoye, also guessed by Chris in Des Moines. Barry Sanders from William, that's his answer. Robert Smith tossed out by Arik in Minnesota. Brandon Jacobs from Justin, that's his guess. Parker the Snow Dog is going with the iconic Barry Word, another Chiefs running back legend. They've had some interesting named running backs over the years. Maurice Jones-Drew from Justin. Blair Thomas tossed out by the legal tamper. All right, do you have an answer, Eddie? I'm going to go with Curtis Dickey. Curtis Dickey. All right, that is incorrect. It's also not Alex Keaton, guessed by Just Josh. The correct answer is Raheem Mostert of the 49ers. He's averaged six yards per carry in 178 carries. Bo Jackson only had 515 carries in his career with the Raiders. All right, here we go. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Kubaloo. So Lou Holtz was on Fox News this weekend, and he was spitting mad at the suggestion that uh, Notre Dame should look to move on from the Fighting Irish nickname. Ben, do you think that name is in danger? Well, to be fair to Lou Holtz, he spits about everything. That's just the way he talks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, listen, no, I, I'm not. I, I don't think it's in danger, but I, I have never heard much backlash against the Notre Dame nickname. It's typically been celebrated as a shining example of mascots. You know, we honor mascots are not a bad thing. It's not demeaning. Uh, but, you know, all bets are off now, right? All bets are off. Lou Holtz in his rant, I saw a clip of that on the internet, and he said it originated when Notre Dame students fought back against the KKK. I don't know if that's true or not, but we're in uncharted waters. That's the second thing here. And the uh, people offended have the power now. And if one person's offended, you got to get rid of it. You got to get rid of the Celtics because the leprechaun's offensive. And I would say in a normal society with common sense, no, but we're not at that time right now. All right, next. So Marcus Stroman of the Mets said that he is going to be the best arm available in the free agent class of 2020 after this uh, this upcoming season is done. Yeah. Do you agree with him, Ben? So I look at this, I looked ahead, it's a two-horse race in free agency for pitchers. You've got Marcus Stroman on one side, and on the other side of the aisle, you've got Trevor Bauer. They're the same age, I believe, Bauer of the Reds, Stroman with the Mets, uh, yeah, Str- I love Stroman with Toronto. I liked him a lot. He did not do a great job with the Mets when he came over. We'll see what he does this year in the shortened season. And then you got guys like Robbie Ray of Arizona, Masahiro Tanaka, a little older. But I like Bauer, but I have no problem with Stroman. Next. 
So Terrell Pryor, you remember him? He told TMZ that he has spoken with five different teams about making a return to the NFL. Now he said he knows that he can still make plays and dominate. Do you think he'll get another shot, Ben? Well, I saw this and I, I laughed because when I was unemployed in radio, I could have said, you know, I, I'm in conversations with five different radio stations. I was the one making the call. It, it only works when they want to make the call to hire you. Listen, Pryor had one breakout year as a receiver and then he went to the Redskins and fell apart, fell off the map. Uh, yeah, I would think he will get an opportunity as a training camp body, as a flyer to try to make a team. But I would not – no one's going to sign Terrell Pryor and say this guy's going to be in our, on our team, part of our rotation. Uh, but if he's motivated and he's in shape, yeah, give him a shot. All right, how do we do, Kubaloop? You pass this edition. There it is. That's a winner. Put it on the board. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Turns out you don't have to earn it, at least if you believe some members of the media. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network as we bloviate the overnight hours away. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more and Geico sharing more too with the Geico Give Back a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility, and so we are going to do something a little different at the beginning of this hour. Since it is the apocalypse, there is no rule book. We are allowed to make the rules as we go along, and so we can travel down some odd avenues. Now, sometimes when you go down a street you're not familiar with, it could be a dead end, and hopefully this is not a cul-de-sac and not a dead end. Uh, But boogity, boogity, boogity! That's right, a little hot NASCAR talk. Uh, We have an odd debate that has popped up in NASCAR. Now, just bear with me. It involves Bubba Wallace. Now, I don't know if you saw this or not. Maybe you missed it. You're not a hardcore NASCAR fan. So a longtime racing columnist ran a story that essentially said Bubba Wallace hasn't earned a spot in the upcoming All-Star race, but should be given a spot in the All-Star race because of his notoriety. Of course, the problem, which is more than just a small problem, is that his resume does not qualify for the $1 million exhibition, uh, which is upcoming here. Uh, it is designed for race winners, right? It is designed for race winners and previous champions of that event. Now, I'm not a hardcore NASCAR guy. I, I've watched it occasionally, and I've covered it in the past. Now, Wallace is none of those things. He's not a race winner, and he's not qualified to be part of it, but yet there's a faction of the media. And it's not just this person. There's others that are saying that. Oh, Bubba should be allowed. So let us discuss. All right, the question, does Bubba Wallace, the aforementioned Bubba Wallace, deserve to be handed on a silver platter a spot in an all-star race, uh, which is upcoming? Now, the answer is no. The answer is no. And my views on this, you've got Bill Parcells, Justin Timberlake, and the Cabal. All right, and we will combine all these things together. Now, first of all, this has always been a pet peeve of mine. I like when people accomplish things 
and get rewarded for it. I have a strong distaste when people are just given things that they didn't earn. It's, it rubs me the wrong way. And Bubba Wallace is, let's face it, he's a lot of things. He's also not a good race car driver. That has to be said here. And if he wants to be part of the All-Star race in NASCAR, the way this is set up, you got to earn it, right? There's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, there shouldn't be. Now, I will tell you, don't hold your breath, right? If you, if you ask Bubba and his team to earn it through 17 races, Wallace has not only been a driver, he's been terrible. He's 19th in the Cup Series standings, 60 points outside of what needs to be uh, for, the, for the playoffs in NASCAR. And from what I have, have read here about the, uh, the, this year of Bubba Wallace, he, in, in this all-star race, he's got four chances left. So he's got four chances left to make the field. Uh, should he meet the requirements, then sure, he'd get an automatic berth, and, and that's fine. And uh, otherwise, I imagine by not making it, he'll get a couple of more sponsorship deals out of it. They'll give him some more sponsorships. But why is that such a foreign concept? Like It just blows me away. These things come up, and I'm obviously using Bubba Wallace as an example. It's a NASCAR story, but it happens in other sports as well. It's like they, don't really, they haven't earned it, but they, we'll just give it to them. And uh, I go by the belief that Bill Parcells used to say back when he was coaching the Giants and the Cowboys and all that, you are what your record says you are. And these dingleberries in the racing media are big fans of tokenization. And they apparently have no problem with like special treatment if it's good for the narrative uh, that they're trying to push. And I just I do not agree with that. I do not. Maybe I should agree with symbolism, but I don't. Now, the second thing here, the woke motorsports media has made a bunch of excuses as to why it is not Bubba Wallace's fault that he has been a failed NASCAR driver. And as Justin Timberlake saying years ago, cry me a river. Uh, yeah. When I did cover NASCAR and I ran a rumor website, and we had NASCAR rumors on there for several years, at that time, the biggest sideshow in racing was Danica Patrick. And she was very good at garnering media attention. Media loved the story, right? Female driver in a male-dominated sport, and she racked up a lot of endorsement money. The problem was when the race would start, Danica was not only a driver, she was terrible. She didn't win anything. Uh, And Bubba Wallace has become the male version of Danica Patrick. Now, what's my evidence? If you go to the stats, Danica Patrick, who was maligned, we goofed on her all the time on this show, you know, her average career finish was 24th in NASCAR. Average finish. She ran 191 Cup Series races. She had zero wins in the top series on NASCAR. Bubba Wallace, you know what his average career finish is? 23rd. He's one slot better than Danica Patrick. He's got zero wins. You have as many wins as Bubba Wallace has in the Cup Series. 90 Cup Series races. Over 90 now. I think it's 93 last I checked. And he's raced 24,000, over 24,000 laps. He's led for a grand total of 24 of them, which is literally one every thousand laps he will have a lead. So this is actually an apples-to-apples comparison. The comp is there. The only differential is that Danica would consistently be taken out by other drivers. And she could rarely, we, we played a, a game on the show, which lap would Danica wreck in 
or crash in because it, it was inevitable. Every race you would crash. Bubba hasn't done that. He hasn't crashed near the level that Danica Patrick has. Uh, but that's that's a slight differentiation, a differentiation uh, point uh, or point of demarcation. But until proven otherwise, right? Until proven otherwise, Bubba Wallace. He's been very good at profiteering off the narrative, but as far as actually winning, he has not been able to get close to sniffing that. It's a novelty act until it's not a novelty act. And listen, I think he should be celebrated. He's found a way to hustle the system and to get endorsement dollars without winning. Uh, And that's hard to do. That's hard to overcome that and get a lot of endorsement dollars when you're not successful at your sport, especially in a sport which is generally based on your success, how much how much endorsement power you have. Now, the final thought here. So I mentioned there was, there was a column written and a couple of stories that have popped up from members of the motorsports media that would like to see Bubba Wallace in the All-Star race. Now, the deep state conspiracy is that all of this is a waste of time that NASCAR is essentially going to rig this to get Bubba Wallace in, and how would that work? So not to get too far into the weeds here, I'll just give you the basics. There are 22 drivers who are entered into the open event in which the winners of each of those three stages earn an automatic berth into the, the show. So NASCAR added another wrinkle where the fourth slot, right, so number four, the fourth slot, goes to the winner of a fan vote. You see where I'm going with this? Am I telegraphing this? So the the conspiracy is that the cabal of racing is going to step in here and say, well, wait a minute, this guy, in terms of publicity, Bubba Wallace is a 10, is a race car driver, he's a zero, but as a, a publicity guy, he's a 10, so... The fix is in, right? Essentially, the fan vote, doesn't matter who the fans of NASCAR vote for, it's a rigged deal. And uh, Bubba Wiles will be given a slot, that fan vote slot. It's what the Illuminati of racing would like. Now, I I don't follow NASCAR day to day, but I do know these kind of things pop up in the NBA when they have the draft lottery and they have the different events where fans vote for like the All-Star Game MVP they've, they've, or the dunk contest. A lot of people think those things are rigged as well. Uh, but that was interesting. I want to rant about that because the Bubba Wallace story uh, that there are people that say he should just be given a berth in this All-Star race even though he hasn't earned. Just give him one because he's, he's famous. He's on TV a lot. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about that? It is fair game here at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We are also available on social media. Some videos up of previous Maller monologues. You want to check those out, see what it looks like as we make the hot dogs. And that's Ben Maller on Fox on Instagram, Ben Maller on Fox on Instagram. Facebook, Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller Show, and also available on Twitter, at Ben Maller, if you'd like to join the conversation. And today is the last day. We did a monologue on this in a previous episode. Last full day before Dak Prescott is at a deadline, and it appears that he will be playing under the franchise tag. To beat the deadline, tomorrow is the day, 4 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, 1 p.m. in the West, 3 p.m. in Dallas. They have to figure it out. If they don't figure it out by then, 
Uh, no deal. No dice. And so the clock is a ticking. And it, this is a win-win situation, as we talked about in the monologue. It is a win-win situation. It's good for Dak Prescott. It's good for the Cowboys. There are no losers here. There are none. And uh, Kirk Cousins, who laughed all the way to the bank when he got back-to-back franchise tagged by Dan Snyder and the Redskins back in the day. All right, straight ahead. We're going to have Mallers Mountain Money. We have a long segment of phone calls. And no good deed goes unpunished. You might have heard that over the years. Well, the NBA is learning that in real life, right now, in real time in Orlando, that no good deed goes unpunished. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Hot Russian tennis player. She wasn't any good, but she made a lot of money. No, 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 no. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. 
With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's nothing more powerful than the unified voice of the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites in the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. Uh, uh, and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So no good deed goes unpunished. We will get to that coming up in a couple minutes. Also, Maller's Mountain of Money later in the hour. I promise, though, a long segment of phone calls. So we'll do that right now. Let's go to the phones, and we will say hello to Big Josh. Big night in Cincinnati. We are dominating. We have a 20 share. In the radio ratings in Cincinnati. What's going on, Big Josh? You're on Fox. Uh-oh. Hey, Big Bad. Hey, hey. What's up? So, why are you so anti-mask? I, I get it with the players, but you're, you're saying it's pointless for the rest of the public. We don't no, live I th- in a I think, it, I think it's a it's good from a placebo effect, but I think if, do I think that wearing a bandana is going to stop the spread of an illness? No, I do not. Guess what? You know what, what we're doing isn't good enough. Are, are you like? Well, I live in a state. I live in a Italy? state where every time I've gone out since March, people have been wearing masks, and apparently, from what I'm reading, the people are being infected all over the place. So, what's up with that? Well, guess what? China created this method, and their sports are back. Ours aren't. It's a the listen, Josh. If you, American I, I'm, I'm wearing a mask. I don't think it does much, but I wear a mask when I go out because I have no choice but to wear it. But I don't. Do I think it's effective if you wear a bandana? And uh, no, uh, I don't. It's that American attitude that you got. That like, yes, I have an because I, right, yeah, you know, I know, I know, I, I, because I don't agree with what you think, Josh. I'm a, I'm a bad person. I mean, you don't uh, agree with well, science, though. That's. So, I do agree with science. I I agree with science. There was a study done, I think it was the CDC, that said the uh, mask is 65% effective, which means if you had, like in a World Series Game 7, you had a 450 hitter at the plate, you'd probably bet on that 450 hitter. Well, yeah, but it's... It's, You're you're disproving your own point. 65% effective is 65 times more effective than wearing nothing. 
Again, Coop, I, the way people wear masks, when I go out to the Costco- Oh, no, I agree. The store, they're they're, they're I, idiots. I mean, people I mean, people who hey, let their nose hang the, out, the it's is, doing nothing. Yeah, but, but the placebo effect is, listen, people think that it's doing something. It's not, and people- It is fine, doing something. Do. It is I, doing well, something. Again, we disagree. But you know, but fine. but you disagree. Like, what do you mean? You just said <laughs> well, you just gave I the stat. Most I, most of the people that that wear a bandana or uh, you can go down the list. Uh, it doesn't do anything. I don't. I really don't. Think it does anything. They don't wear it the right way. You it just read you, that you, you it's sixty-five percent effective. So yeah, that's on good masks, not on crappy masks. Even in the hospitals, the masks the people, nurses and doctors get sick, and they have the top mask in hospitals. There's. Every every like person Listen, with any cool. kind of like medical science will tell you that masks are effective. It's pretty much agreed upon. Okay. Well, by you, by you, I've read plenty no, no, of stuff. No, by, no, cool. by scientists, by doctors. By scientists. I, I can send you endless stories. You, you will, of course, debunk all of them because they don't agree with your narrative. No, no, if you have any kind of stories of anybody with any type of expertise saying that masks are so, ineffective, I would love to see that because- that's okay. you. You do any type of research, yeah. and it says that masks are well, effective. Again, I've, I've read if you can smell uh, perfume, yeah, then, I know, I know where you got that quote from from some moron uh, senator from Louisiana. Who, okay, so who, you don't agree back- with you don't agree with that, Coop. So you think no, he's I, a that's, moron that's, that's you don't agree with it. No, it's, it's factually it's, it's factually it disproven. And you, of course, are, where's your science degree from, Coop? Where did you get your science degree? No, it's called having research and being able to look yeah, up I, facts. Done my research and I've come up with different facts than you have. So who's no, right? You, I don't believe who's that right? you have because you don't that think is I not have. true. Right. That if you can smell something, you're not protecting against the virus. Well, that's what you think. No, no, it, that's what I know because I you know. so you think if, you're, if you put a bandana on and you stand next to somebody, you smell their perfume. You think that somehow that same bandana that you can smell the perfume of the person next to you or the cologne, that that's going to stop the virus. If you think, I mean, good, maybe that's true. Cool. Yes, because particles that you can smell are <laughs> yeah. smaller than the coronavirus particles. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. I it's got you. proven got fact. You. All right. Uh, let's go to Don in Massachusetts. What's going on, Don? Your, your partner is absolutely right. You're absolutely wrong. And Don, how do you Don? How do you know this, Don? How do how do you Don? Don, hold on a second. Wait, Don. What is your evidence on this, Don? Did I finish? Well, what is your evidence? I mean, you're saying I'm wrong. How how are you? No, I know I'm wrong. Um, I, I trust Dr. Fauci and his evidence. Well, he's done a great I, job so far. The country's in a great spot with Dr. Fauci. I tell you what, this guy's doing uh, a hell of a yeah, job. I don't think Dr. Fauci's responsible for the spot our country's well, in right now. All I know is Fauci's been more states, wrong than he's been right. All the states to follow the type of advice you're handing out right now. Well, where, where are the death rates going up, though? Tell me where those are. I know people are getting the coronavirus, but where are the death rates spiking here? Uh, let's see, Florida, Arizona, Texas. Florida. There, there's no, there's, the, death, the death rate is spiking in those places? You're wrong. It's bad enough I have to talk to an idiot like you. All right, I'll hang up on your ass, you schmuck. Get the hell out of here, you loser. All right, anyway, listen. I mean, again, I'm, I, I realize that, you know, Coop and idiots like Don out there don't like the facts, but the, the Florida thing is a great example of... You know, I, I know uh, some of the other people point out, we, we talk about the ridiculousness with the, uh, the media sensationalism of uh, this story, the, the panic peddling that the media does. And 
uh, there was a great example. I'm trying to find it here from the state of Florida about this because that's been a hot bed over the last couple of weeks. They've been going on and on about that. And when you actually look at the numbers, you're like, what is going on here? When you, when you look at a state the size of Florida, and uh, I'm trying to get it. Anyway, 877-99 on Fox, if you'd like to be part, 877-996. Florida just set a one-week record of fatalities from coronavirus. Uh, Florida, let's see here. Let's go. I got the, I'll put it up here in a second here, Coop, because I have the, uh, the stats. Here. They set a one-week record of nearly 500 deaths. That's 80 more than the previous seven-day high set in early May. Right. How many people live in Florida, Coop? I, I don't know. What, what do you think the population is? Well, you're, you're about to say that the number of deaths compared to the population is so minuscule that we shouldn't be worried about it. You're moving yes. the goalposts of the argument. <laughs> I'm not really I moving the goalposts something at all, that you Coop. say, I mean, and rather, then you say, well, It's a rather large state, Coop. It's, it, it doesn't matter. The, you said it the doesn't de- matter to you. You said I think the death rates aren't spiking. I tell you that the, they are. So then you say, well, the death is a well, very small again, percentage I, I of the population. I, Again, you're worried about the spike. I'm not worried about getting sick. I've been sick many times. Is it going to kill me? No, it's not going to kill me. Uh, statistically, it's not going to kill me. So if you base that on the numbers and you're like, okay, people are going to get sick and then they'll get over it and they'll go back and they'll, they'll work. Uh, I, don't, I don't see what the problem is on that. I mean, it comes down, I mean, we're talking about different things now. The original discussion was whether or not masks are effective, and they are. It's proven. Well, again, I disagree. I, I think the way people wear masks, wearing a T-shirt over your nose, I don't think is going to do much of anything. Well, yeah, but, if you wear a mask correctly, it is proven to lessen the chances of transmission. Yeah. But it gives people a false sense of security. They think if they wear a mask that they're somehow invincible. And that is not the case at all. So, anyway, uh, we are on Twitter, at Ben Maller. If you'd like to be part, that's at Ben Maller. You can join uh, the festivities there. I'm still looking for that uh, fact. Let's see what the, uh, the Twitter mob uh, has to say. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. No help, uh, writes in. It's also funny that the guy said, look at China and how they stopped the spread in a country where they regularly wear masks at all times, and yet the pandemic started and spread there with all masks uh, being worn. Uh, he says, uh, then uh, Jay's repeating some more propaganda there in Florida. Uh, let's see. Uh, can't read that one on the air. All right, we are going to have Maller's Mountain of Money in a minute. But first, so the NBA, this is great. So the NBA in Orlando, all right, they, they decided they wanted to help out the players, give them some entertainment. So they, the, they had their first opportunity at providing entertainment for the NBA players in the bubble, and uh, it was great. So they, they sponsored a couple of DJs. They had a couple of DJs come in. This was on Saturday night. The NBA brought in three disc jockeys to spin records, right? The poolside party there in Orlando at uh, three different Disney hotels, which all the players are staying at, uh, that are participating in this Fugazi rest of the NBA season in the bubble. And so they had three DJs there spinning records at the uh, the poolside parties. And... Uh, Guess how many NBA players showed up to watch the DJs perform there? And again, they spent a decent amount of money, I think, to bring these guys in and get them tested and all that. Uh, the answer? One. There was one NBA player that Number showed one. up 
and it was Dwight Howard. He was the only one that showed up. So they they had that's a three DJ to one player uh, situation is what that is. Three DJs to one player. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I searched for audio of this, and I can't believe it isn't somewhere because it was the President of the United States speaking, but I couldn't find it. Anyway, Donald Trump uh, is endorsing former Auburn head football coach Tommy Tuberville in his uh, Senate race there in the state of Alabama. Apparently it's going uh, to a runoff later today between him and Jeff Sessions. But uh, Trump was uh, praising uh, Tuberville, and he happened to mention the other head football coach currently in Alabama as well, uh, that guy for the Alabama Crimson Tide. You may have heard of him. One problem, though, uh, President Trump called him Lou Saban a couple of different times. Of course, his name is actually Nick Saban. But uh, Lou Saban was a coach, if you know your NFL, back in the day. Buffalo Bills, he coached O.J. Simpson, and I think he was with the Broncos for a little while, so... uh, so, Who? President, Mr. President, got his uh, his Sabins confused a little bit there when yeah. trying to talk, trying to praise. Yeah, I saw that. That was Nick pretty Saban. good. Still not as good as Obama, though. When remember he was interviewed by our former colleague Rob Dibble, and Dibble dared ask him who his favorite players were growing up, and oh, oh my God, did President Obama just? He was so flustered. <laughs> it was like the hardest question he'd ever been asked. Do you remember we used to play? I remember that, that. was at the uh, no, it wasn't it was at the All-Star Nationals game. game. It was a Nationals game. And he was talking about his fandom, and Dibble asked him who his favorite player was growing up, and oh my god, it was like he could not—he just like hemmed and hawed. It was, uh, it was he couldn't name one. Is yeah, basically which is, what it was. He, he could not name is, a favorite, which player. is uh, somewhat tough. I would, I would say. Uh, anyway, all right, is the uh, the Ben Maller show as we press on, bloviating the night away? All right, so I, I mentioned I found what I was looking for. So. A lot of headlines in Florida about how terrible things are going in Florida. It's 70,000 new cases, uh, positive tests, last as of uh, a day ago here. Uh, they had, according to the numbers, 130 more patients in ICU beds statewide than the previous week. So there's 20 million people in the state of Florida. That's an uptick of 130, um, which is nothing. In, in the big picture, it's nothing. Uh, in comparison, we talk about 120 people there. The way the story was being reported, the, the doomsday headlines and all that that were making the rounds there. And when you see the actual number, and I was amazed by that. I look at it double time, but it's available on the Internet. You can look at the numbers there. But 70,000 new cases, but a, a total of 130 more people in the ICU beds in the entire state of Florida. So... A lot of people are getting this. They're not ending up in the intensive care unit and ending up in the hospital. So, uh, anyway, all right. Here's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Rudy writes and says, Ben, you are right. Uh, Koopa Loop is wrong. Uh, it says these so-called experts said they, uh, that the spike was not caused by protesters and rioters, but by the bars, which barely opened up five days before. Well, that is a a good point that you're not supposed to say that, Rudy, because I guess you're allowed to protest and go out and run about. But if you go out and have want to have a beer at a bar, you're a a, a bad person. So that that's a whole different discussion. Well, Coop, you would agree though that the protesting led to the rise in cases. You don't. I, I would definitely disagree. agree with that. Yeah. So why did the politicians allow that? But King Newsom here in California. He just closed down the restaurants again and the the card rooms and all that other stuff that he closed down. 
Well, I mean, it depends Why what your definition of allowed is because, I mean, I saw a lot of videos of police breaking up unlawful assemblies and lots of things. So I saw the, people were mayor, doing of it anyway. I saw the mayor of Los Angeles get out and join the mob and get, take a knee. The mayor of Los Angeles. Sure, but I don't know about any medical I, didn't experts. Didn't that happen in New York also? I think you're the talking, mayor you're of New York about, the same thing. You're talking about politicians and politics. Well, I don't, the, politi- I don't, the politicians are putting the rules in place, though. They're yes, the I know, but I don't recall any medical experts saying that protesting isn't going to spread the virus. Yeah. Okay, well, again, I, I, I can send you stories if you want of scientists saying protesting's okay, it's fine, shouldn't stop it, that kind of thing. Because there were plenty of those people that were out there. But anyway, all right, let's play the game right now. Here we go. Hit that button right there. We'll now, <laughs> Mallers Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. All right, let's do it right now. It's time for Mallers Mountain of Money, and we will meet our contestants for this week's game here and see who we have. Uh, we say hello to Dustin, who's in Milwaukee. Hello, Dustin. Hey, guys, what's going on? What's going on, Dustin? Welcome. How's everything in Milwaukee? Uh, it's going all right. Just heading home from work. Yeah. All right. You want to tell the, the guy in Radio Land what you do for a living there? Is, uh... Uh, managing the good old Taco Bell. That's right. Still doing the Taco Bell. Big night at Taco Bell tonight? Uh, it was a little slow. It was all right. Yeah. You know, it was a Monday night, you know, right? Not much going on. Yeah. Monday night. What's I would think? I would think the weekend would be the worst time, right? That would nonstop. Yeah, fr- Fridays and Saturdays, and we we share a big parking lot with the bowling alley and bar, so they get a little crazy. I got you. All right, uh, very good. And uh, let's see, who else do we have? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's go with. Uh, how about we go with Blind Scott? I guess we'll we'll let him play. Hello, Blind Scott. Hey, speaking of Taco Bell, I had six tacos and a burrito supreme from there on Sunday, man. I got a headache to work to my bathroom after that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing, uh, Blind Scott. Uh, Dustin, who do you want to partner up with, Dustin, in Milwaukee? Uh, give me Koopa Loop. All right. And uh, Blind Scott, who would you like to partner up with, Blind Scott? Uh, Eddie, since he ripped me off last time and threw the game, I got to see if he does it again. You know what I mean? He's got to get earn his money on this show. You know. I understand. All right, good. I'm out. Uh, let's go. We have uh, what is this? The Harrison Ford edition. We got Star Wars: The Last Crusade, Air Force One, and Crossing Over. And uh, Dustin, which one do you want? Uh, give me Crossing Over. All right, uh, you have crossing over, and uh, Blind Scott, uh, what do you want? Uh, Air Force One. All right, those are the categories. We'll put 45 seconds on the clock. Dustin, you're going to go first here. The category you picked was crossing over, and uh, these athletes all crossed over to the media. They all crossed over to the media. Uh, That is the category. 45 seconds on the clock, and you're on your way. Go. Hall of Fame Cowboys quarterback. Troy Aikman. Yes. Uh, former Giants uh, uh, defensive end. He, he was like on the... Michael Strahan. Yes. Uh, former wide receiver for the Bengals. Analyst for like... Ed Johnson. Uh, uh, Chris Collinsworth. Yes, yes. Uh, he's a former uh, like center slash power forward for the, the Trailblazers. Uh, he's Luke's dad. He does games for oh. UCLA. 
Uh, Bill Walton. Yes. Uh, former closer and starter for the Braves. Uh, he was one of the best pitchers. At, uh, he's in uh, the John Cole. Yes. Uh, uh, nickname uh, Dandy. He was also a, a former quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, no idea. All right. Uh, I think that's it. How many was that, Roberto? You keep scoring. 160. There. 160. All right, that is the score to beat. We'll uh, go over to Eddie and Blind Scott, and uh, here we go. These athletes all wore Air Force Ones, the shoe Air Force One, which I'm sure, Blind Scott, you're familiar yeah. with what that so looks like. Don't, so. worry. don't worry about that. Forget about that. Give yes. it to me, Eddie. All right, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes, yep. you're on your way. Let's go. go. Here we go. Uh, Lakers star killed in a helicopter crash. Kobe Bryant. Round mound of rebound. Uh, Pat. No, 76ers <laughs> star with the Suns. He's a big mouth on the NBA. Allen Iverson. No, come on. He's throwing the game. Current, oh, Charles Barkley. Charles th- Barkley. Thank you, thank you. Current Celtics GM. He played for the Celtics. Uh, Danny Ainge. Yes, 76ers big man. He played with Dr. J. He has a biblical first name. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt is in the Bible? <laughs> oh, Kareem, uh, Jesus Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That was a good answer. Uh, Lakers defensive specialist from the 80s. He wore his socks up real high. Uh, his name uh, is Bill Walton. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you were the great. I thought they were supposed to call us Garcia's Mountain of Money. What happened, Eddie? I mean, this uh, is embarrassing. Me you. Off. Moses Man. Malone, Scott. I thought you liked the NBA. No, I don't know that many players. I didn't watch it until uh, the you know till recently. Till Ben started talking about it. Well, you've actually not watched it recently. I would say so. That's a lie. That's <laughs> false advertising. All right. Well, I guess that's, that's yeah. Scott. You are you're up again. <laughs> Oh, great. All right, we have Give it uh, to me, Eddie. Yeah. we have Star Wars and the Last Crusade. Uh, which one would you like there? Uh, Last Crusade. Okay. What's the score, by the way? How how bad are we getting down by hundred? Down by hundred. Oh, awesome. Come on, this guy's the manager at Taco Bell. We can crush. All right, him. let's see. Yeah, he's kicking your ass <laughs> right yeah, now. We'll it's embarrassing. Here. All right. All right, 45 seconds of the clock. Here we go. You're on your way. Go. All right, if you get this, we're tied. A Negro League star pitcher. He pitched for a million years. Um, Oil Camboy. Yeah. Uh, okay, point <laughs> guard for the 80s Showtime Lakers. He t- retired with HIV. Magic Johnson. Legendary boxer. Float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. Muhammad Ali. Uh, the, the minister of defense. He played for the Eagles. He then went to the Packers, won a Super Bowl. He's now passed away. Uh, star of Stips. All right. Uh, former Cowboys tight end. He was terrible on Monday Night Football. Uh, oh, Jason Witten. Yes. Former Cubs uh, second baseman. He's in the Hall of Fame. He was a terrible manager with the Phillies. Uh, his, nick- um, his nickname was an animal that has a horn in its nose. That's great. Dave Kapler. <laughs> you should have done the Celtic for 80 points. He doesn't know that. He's, he's, not, he's not old enough. Uh, let's see. You did not get Satchel Page. You did not get Ryan Sandberg. You did not get Reggie White. I, I, did right, did he get enough points? No. No. no, no Reggie White. All that's, right. So that's, that's it. The game's word over. For cocaine. <laughs> All right, Scott. <laughs> Scott, uh, Scott well, you're, I, you're not good at this. I think you it was your fault, Eddie. For cocaine, you're, I would have got it. Your clues were not good there, Eddie. I mean, no, my, Scott was. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I would have. Scott, with me, you would have won, right? You would. Yeah, if I, I you, chose you. Yeah, I, I, I wish you would have. I wish you would have chosen him. I really do. I know why he yeah. hosts the show now. That's why he gets the big bucks. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, he's, all right, he's all right. In money. 
Yes, clearly. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you. There it is. All right, uh, Dustin from Taco Bell. I got Bell. a golden ticket. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Yes, we'll hang up on you there, and uh, congratulations. You get yourself a uh, golden ticket. I don't, well, we played the game. I didn't think we would get the whole game in. We got the whole game in there so that we can get back and take some more calls. 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to be part. 877-996-6369. You can join the festivities here. And also, don't forget, all over social media, we'll read your comments as well on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. And then on Instagram, Ben Maller on Fox as well. One of my favorite weasel terms is growing belief. And that has been added to the future of an NBA player. A growing belief of a blank is going to happen. We'll get to that and we will do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Raccoons, skunks, porcupines, and owls are all nocturnal, but none of them can support our show on social media, so we need your help. Go to facebook.com slash Show and on Instagram, go to at on Fox, and you can contribute content to weekly features such as Ask Ben, Lame Jokes, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, it is one of my favorite weasel terms, and it has been brought up in relation to an NBA player, growing belief. Uh, I love it. I have studied the weasel terms a lot. You little weasel! They're all uh, pretty amusing there. and Industry sources, expressing interest, mounting belief, uh, all of those type of terms. Increasingly likely, strongly considering, generating buzz, gaining traction, those kind of things that are tossed out to make a story sound juicier. So this refers to Victor Oladipo of the Indiana Pacers. Now, it appeared that he was not going to be in the bubble. He wasn't going to be in the bubble there. But now there is a, quote, growing belief. There is a growing belief that the Pacers star is going to attempt to participate in the upcoming NBA season, the mini season that's left. According to Shams, uh, he tells us that there is a, again, growing belief that Oladipo will play. Uh, he practiced with the Indiana Pacers a couple of times. Now, does this going to really move the needle? Oladipo, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm at on him. He got off to a good start when he came over to the Pacers, but his, his numbers went down and he got injured and all that. He's he's a, he's the big free agent, right? He's a guy, we I think we had him going to the Knickerbockers is what we had him as a free agent after after the season, but it seems like, uh, again, he's going to try to play for the the Pacers, and he came back, and he was okay, but he wasn't he wasn't nearly as lethal as he had been. He hadn't gotten his legs underneath him, certainly not anywhere close to the all-star level player that he had. He had that breakout season a couple years ago in 2018, and then eh, his Points per game down. His numbers, I think, pretty much across the board for Oladipo uh, were not not that great. I mean, you look at the Eastern Conference, you're like, the teams that are right at the top there, you, that have a shot. Obviously, Milwaukee's the top team. You look at a, a team like the Celtics lurking around. I don't put any stock in Philadelphia. I don't buy the 76ers. 
with those uh, two knuckleheads leading the way, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I think that's that's not going to happen. Toronto, good record. Do not see them as a legit repeat without the great Kawhi Leonard uh, in the in the Eastern Conference. And then there's like a bunch of other teams that are all just kind of jumbled together, and you can all put them into a the top of a hat, and then it doesn't matter. They're all just kind of filler there. There's only a couple of teams that we really say have a legitimate chance of coming out of the Eastern Conference. But all bets are off, right? All bets are off because we are going to see how these guys react in empty arenas and empty stadiums uh, in Orlando and all that, just completely desolate and lifeless and lackluster and, and all that. And some of these players, they feed off the crowd. We've all seen it watching the NBA over the years where they desperately need that emotion from the crowd. And if that's not there and it's not going to be there, do they then turtle up all of a sudden? And you got to think that, some of these NBA players, it's going to happen. They're just not going to be able to handle it, and it's going to, they're not going to have that same laser-like focus that you're going to have to have. And, again, another advantage for a team like the Clippers because they don't care about the fans at all. They don't worry about that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Crank up the fake crowd noise. Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond. Bloviating the overnight, now early morning hours away. And although we're apart these days, we're sharing more. And Geico sharing more, too, with the Geico Give Back. A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and New customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. So we are back at it again, and it's, it's happening. Whether you like it or not, sports are coming back. We are less than 10 days away from opening day in professional baseball. That'll be the first legacy sports league that will be back. The NFL will ha- be having rookies report this weekend. Uh, for the Chiefs and the Texans, rookies are scheduled to report to training camp on Saturday. So it's happening. But I wanted to focus in on Major League Baseball because that opening day, the actual game, not just practice, not a practice, we're talking about an actual game, uh, is going to take place with a couple of games, the Yankees and the Nationals, Dodgers and Giants, nine days from today. And Major League Baseball will be testing out a lot of things that are uncomfortable to most people's uh, sensibilities, if you will, watching sports. Now, what do I mean by this? On July 23rd, they will begin the truncated 60-game sprint. Not a marathon. It's a sprint to the finish line. And it is more likely than not that in most ballparks, no one will be in attendance. In some ballparks, you might see some attendance, depending on geography and all that. But they're going into the season thinking they'll mostly be empty stadiums, at least for the first part of the season. So the powers that be would like to artificially create the environment that we're all used to when we watch a baseball game. So I don't know if you saw this or not. Maybe you missed it. I'm going to use the Phillies as an example. All right, so Philly, and they're one of 30 teams in baseball. They're all doing this. They're going to pump in canned crowd noise through the public address system, They're also going to take a page out of the Oakland A's playbook and 
they're going to have cardboard cutouts of fans in the stands to give the illusion that there are actually human beings that are watching these games. And they're even going to have in Philadelphia the Philly Fanatic, the beloved furry overweight green mascot, the Philly Fanatic, will roam around Citizens Bank Park alone, of course, because he's got to practice the social distancing. Of course, even if the Fanatic was like making out with a cardboard cutout, I don't think that would really matter. But let us discuss. Now, we've touched this topic. We've broached this subject in the past. Uh, But now that it's getting close to being reality, it's one thing when they do it in a Korean baseball game or a European soccer game, but now it's coming here to the to the U.S. when we watch our sports. So when you first saw that it's it's on like Donkey Kong, the fake MLB environment, what did you think? All right, so I've got elevator music, the magic treasure chest, and paranoia. And we will combine all these things together and we will make a pot pie is what we're going to make. Uh, not the kind that Coop likes, but the chicken pot pie. All right, now to lead off with, um, again, we, we had talked about this kind of thing in the, in, over the last couple of months during the apocalypse and since sports have been shut down. This is now, for the legacy sports leagues, it's been 126 days now since the last games were played. Everything shut down on March 12th. Last games were played on March 11th. So we've had a lot of time to digest and discuss the events of the world as it relates per sports in that time. But the octopus has put a lot of tentacles out regarding this particular topic. Now, you have to do something. So my initial thought, it has not changed. We talked about this a couple of months ago. You got to do something to make it seem normal, even though it's not normal. So I'm not against all bells and whistles. Now, with some moderation. Because really, it's not about the in-stadium or arena product. It's about the television product. And I don't know about you, but when I watch a baseball game or listen to a baseball game on the radio, I expect to hear a hum in the crowd, in the background. And if I don't hear that, I do not associate that with an important event. Now, I understand the public address announcer will be introducing the players, and they'll have walk-up music for the cardboard cutouts. But they're trying to, again, make it very similar to what we've all experienced when we watch these games over the years. And so all of this will be taking place at a ballpark near you, right? Right down the street from where you are, or a few miles away. But if you don't have the ambient sound, then it's going to seem like you are listening to a public library. And I remember when they tried this in Baltimore when they had the Orioles because of some civil unrest in Baltimore and the White Sox played a game. And it was so awkward that the the guy at third base could hear the radio announcers in the press box calling the game and the TV announcers because there was no no noise to drone out the sound of the play-by-play of the game. But... It would be like a public library. Again, I, I use that. It would be like a public library. The, the buzz of the crowd, and you know this, it is so much the soundtrack of any sport. We're talking about baseball here. It's as big as the crack of the bat, right? As big as the crack of the bat. And baseball without emotion is, and I love baseball. It's about as exciting as listening to, 
It's about as exciting as listening to elevator music, though. I mean, if you're thinking about it, if you're going to listen to a baseball game, there's no no juice, there's no buzz, there's no nothing, no razzle-dazzle. Welcome to Dolesville. Welcome to Dolesville. You can enter, but you can never leave. And even though that's the actual reality, I understand that we're messing with reality because the reality is there is no emotion. There is none of that. The stadiums and are, are all over baseball are going to be mostly uninhabited, at least at the beginning here. Now, meanwhile, I have some ideas here. They, they ought to make this as authentic as they can. If, the crowd noise is one thing, but these cardboard cutouts, this is a goldmine, all right? They ought to place a couple of these things on, on robots and imagine a game you're watching, like, I don't know, some like Cincinnati Reds game, and they're playing... Uh, you know, whoever, playing the Pirates. You know, it's just a random game. And then, like, wait a minute, the game's being interrupted. There's a robot cardboard cutout that's come out of the third base stands and is running through the outfield. And then, of course, no, 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 no. And then you get, like, cardboard cutouts of police and security guards also on, like, robots and, like, remote control things. And then they're chasing after the cardboard cutouts. I mean, you got to do it right. And... Why not mix in some mannequins with the cardboard cutouts? Because you gotta you gotta keep things fresh here, and you're gonna have the seventh inning stretch. No one's gonna stand up. It's very rude of the cardboard cutout not to stand up for the seventh inning stretch, right? And and you gotta liven things up in the bleachers. You can have some cardboard cutouts like fighting with each other, throwing haymakers, and bam, just like that. How cool would that be? All right. Now, furthermore, uh, Major League Baseball is using artistic freedom and they're taking it to new levels all right now from what i have been told every ballpark is going to be equipped with what is essentially a tablet uh, uh, a specially designed tablet that is that's what the contraption looks like and it is a magic treasure chest of sound effects now in radio we have some technology it's kind of old at this point it's called a replay machine, and it's um, it's it's a giant. It's like bigger than a keyboard. It's like twice the size of a keyboard, but it's got buttons on it, and there's a number associated with each button. And it's it's a way that we use sound effects a lot. We have a computer screen uh, that also has uh, that set up now, but that's some of the stuff that we have here in in radio. But this is a collaboration between Sony Interactive Entertainment and Major League Baseball. And it, it was actually tested over the last couple of days at Fenway Park. The Red Sox had some workouts and some inter-squad games, and they tested out the equipment. So whatever Fugazi sounds you need will be unleashed at the push of a button. You need oohs or ahs or boo or cheers, whatever you need. Now, I am told they only have three levels of sadness of fan disappointment which i guess would be boo boo or boo right um, <laughs> but anyway so so that would be the three there and good news though we are told that the positive cheering that they have tons of those they have a lot of of positive cheers different levels of excitement and all that artificially induced emotion at sporting events. Welcome to 2020. Uh, it's outstanding. The, the foundation of the crowd sound effects 
are coming from a game. If you're a gamer, this is right up your wheelhouse. They're in your wheelhouse. Sony's MLB The Show video game. Uh, That's right. That's where the sound effects, uh, many of them are coming from. And so at the tap of a screen, just hit a button. Hit the button right over there. And uh, you, you tap the screen, and you've got a button for double, homer, base hit, error, you name it, right? And everything's assigned a button. So, like, for example, we use the Red Sox because we started with the Red Sox. So, like, the Red Sox are playing Toronto, and Xander Bogarts gets a double off the Green Monster. So then you hit the button that says Red Sox double, and then you, you have to also for the road team, you'd have it as well. Um, and can sound. Think about this. Whoever's running the can sound for your favorite baseball team has the most demanding and exhausting job of the 2020 baseball season. I'm not kidding. You talk about laser-like focus, having to be locked in, always on the lookout while standing on your tippy toes. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's that old line about popcorn problems, right? Multiple things popping up all over. Like, what do you got to What do you gotta take a whiz? And uh, you know, somebody else step in. I guess they got to slide in. What if they don't know what they're doing? Inevitably, all right, inevitably, Murphy's Law is going to kick in on this. Someone is going to F up. Some of these, one of these guys is going to turn into full Mama Luke, and they're going to misjudge a fly ball. They're going to think it's a home run, and oops-a-daisy. Oops-a-daisy. They're going to hit the button, and the crowd goes wild, and the ball dies on the warning track and is caught by the right fielder, and that is going to be a ready-made social media blooper when you hear the crowd go crazy and it was a fly-out, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. All right, last thing. Uh, So Major League Baseball's, Players, but mostly I've heard from managers. I haven't heard from too many players on this, but I have heard from managers. They seem to be the driving force in agreement on this. Uh, for example, Ron Renicky, who is the temp manager, I don't think he'll be there that long, but he is technically the manager of the Red Sox right now. He said he, quote, really liked the piped-in crowd noise. The consensus around the industry of baseball is that this is mandatory for competitive reasons. Now, I'm not kidding here. These, these guys in baseball are the princes of paranoia, is what they are, and they, they have convinced themselves that they have to have artificial crowd noise this season when there are no fans in the ballpark because if it's eerily quiet at the stadium, it will hurt competition. So they think. The overly suspicious hardball heroes of 2020 – uh, this is what they're preoccupied with, this Michigas. This is what they're preoccupied with. Without the hum of the crowd, okay, without without that, the, the batter conceivably, this is how paranoid these people are. They're worried that if you're you're holding the bat, right, you're there and you're, you're, you're looking at the, the pitcher, you could hear the catcher move to get, like, for example, if the catcher sets up inside, and then you, you're you looking at the mound because as a batter, you're never supposed to look back at the catcher, but you hear the catcher moving because his pads are making noise. You then know the catcher is sitting out on the outside part of the plate, so the pitch location is going to be outside or vice versa. If the catcher is set up outside and then moves, you can tell most likely moving to the inside. So I'm telling I'm not making this up. They're worried about tipped pitch location. They're also... 
concerned about, you know, when the shortstop and the second baseman and they cover their mouth with their glove and they talk to each other, but in an empty stadium, it would bounce around like a pinball in a pinball machine. The sound would bounce around and they're concerned that the, the player at, at home plate would hear that and it's it's so ridiculous. Much of this is really because, by the way, it's like the outfield positioning. If the guy in the dugout is yelling, "Hey, left fielder, move over! You got to move over a little bit there to the right." It's like you can see it with you. All you have to do is look at the outfield. You can see it. But these are the kind of conversations that are being had in Major League Baseball. Uh, and the funny thing is, the Marlins and like Tampa Bay Rays have been playing games with hardly anybody in the crowd for years. And it's not like the Marlins have been lighting the world on fire. Tampa Bay's been okay uh, in that in that weird dome setup they've got in Tampa St. Pete there. Uh, but that's the concern, right? That's Even the conversations between the catcher and the pitcher on the mound would somehow be spied upon. Like they, everyone in baseball is paranoid. Now, I understand, you have a reason in baseball to be paranoid. You had the cheating Astros who certainly did a lot of stuff that people say, oh, they're not really doing that. They were doing. They, now, I would like to say they should, in, in addition to having the cardboard cutouts and the piped-in crowd noise, how about you class up the joint a little bit and bring in a house band. Of course, I guess they'd have to socially distance and all that and uh, play, some, play some jazz music, something like that. Why not? You know, NBA games... Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Lakers uh, had a live, I think they still do, they have a live band that would perform, uh, which was kind of cool. Class it up a little bit. All right, anyway, it is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about that? It is all fair game. Any of that uh, at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We are also on Twitter at Ben Maller. If you'd like to opine, you can join the festivities there. Our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. And on Instagram, Ben Maller on Fox. A trip down memory lane. We'll go there and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Albert Show is scientifically proven to help make time fly by while working the third shift. We have a track record of almost 20 years of nocturnal service. Help support our daily battle against insomnia by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We need your support. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, EJ writes and says, I would like to see Dick and Dayton's banjo band playing... He said it Rats games. I think he meant Red. I think he meant Reds games. Unless the have the Reds changed their name to the Rats. Does that happen? No, no, Kettering Banjo Society. Who doesn't enjoy that? Come on, it's a hoedown. Dick and Dayton. Well, he loves he Dick wouldn't want to go to the games because then he wouldn't be able to listen to the games on the radio, and he loves that. He absolutely loves listening to the games. Uh, on the radio. Uh, in fact, speaking of that, let's go to the aforementioned right now, Dick in Dayton. Uh, hello, Dick. You're on the radio. What's going on, Dick? Good morning, Ben and crew. How are you? Now, if the Cincinnati Reds called you up, Dick, and said, listen, we want you to come and be the house band, the Kettering Banjo Society. You want to, yeah, every uh, Saturday, you got to go to a Reds game and perform. Yeah. Would you Would you do it? You would, but you wouldn't be able to listen to the games on the radio, though. No, I wouldn't listen to the games on the radio. I'll be able to hear them on Fox Sports. Fox Sports. 
Oh, but you'd be at the game though. You'd be having to perform though. You'd have to focus on that, right? You got to have laser-like focus, Dick. Yeah. Well, you know, I told you in nineteen ninety was it ninety two was it? Or yeah. they had the tall stacks down there, and we. Uh, I was Ooh. very uh, fortunate. I was telling all my friends and some of my managers at Lowe's and all the rest of my friends we got to go to the tall stacks. You know, all the riverboats came. Never from heard of them. Louisville yeah. and St. Louis, and Jack was leading the band then, Jack Barr. And the boy, great we Jack had Barr. a good time, and we yeah. played down there on Sawyer Who? Point. And I miss playing down there, you know? I understand. Well, you guys haven't been able to play in a while, right, because of what's going oh, on? Oh, yeah. gee, Ben, it's been since March. We're supposed to go back August the 1st. Yeah. All right, so I, have I, you have you pulled out now, Dick? Have you have you pulled out the banjo there and just performed you know, by no, yourself? No, I haven't played for a while. Oh, I'm thinking oh. probably tonight I might practice a couple songs. Yeah. All right, but if you ever want to do that, when you call into the show and you can just leave the phone down and we'll listen to you, that would be pretty cool. Oh, okay, yeah. I might do that. Yeah. I was uh, talking your screener about. I didn't like uh, you know. Oh. I believe in the mascots of in the NFL. I, I think the Washington Redskins should be they should keep that name and the yeah. the uh the name for the Cleveland team should be the Cleveland tribe. So you think they should change from the Indians they should call it the tribe. Racist. Yeah. I think that uh, and that would that would be good. That would the people that are protesting would be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's uh what would their His logo name is be? Dave well, and he's known as Dave Calm down. What would their logo be, Dick? What would the tribe's logo be? Well, they want to say, uh, I was reading one of the uh, articles in the Dayton Daily, D.L. Stewart. He yeah. thought it would be the Cleveland, I don't think that would be appropriate, the Cleveland Gladiators. I don't think that Gladiators. would be. Gladiators. Yeah. I saw Glad- somebody was campaigning for the Cleveland Buckeyes, which I think Ohio State might have a problem with that. I don't know. Yeah, they might have a problem, yeah. but yeah. that's my take morning all right thank you dick bye-bye all right there he goes <laughs> i wonder what screener he was talking to because because he didn't say any of that to me <laughs> well, was, my man dick and dayton he calls so many radio shows he's call him a liar coop he's confusing <laughs> like he's, it's like in ghostbusters don't cross the streams he's crossing the stream like he's he probably called the local Cleveland shows or the, the Cincinnati shows, and that, that was his agenda. <laughs> right. And, all right. Uh, let's go to You Got the Doc. Locked and loaded. Doc Mike is in Chicago. Close personal friend of Eddie Garcia. Hello, Doc. Good morning uh, from the wonderful hot city over here. Rat-a-tat-tat. Ay-ay-ay. <laughs> Have you noticed, Eddie? shootings I, over the 4th oh, of July. Eddie, I started using it a couple weeks ago. I actually have a couple of Rat-a-tat-tat. Now it's very popular. People like the rat-a-tat-tat. They're big fans of the rat-a-tat-tat. Okay, well, let them know. on him, too. There Calm, we go. Calm okay, down. well, you know, on the later side of Corona, I'm writing a book called Sheep Don't Talk. Okay, <laughs> we're going to save a lot of money. Look at the money that uh, Trump spent on uh, Stormy Daniels. That um, uh, Kobe Bryant, rest his soul, yeah. bought a hundred and four thousand dollar diamond after yeah. his little tryst with his uh, therapist. 
okay? All these guys <laughs> that are a, spending hush money. Desk worker. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm doing this? research on this. You can do this on the you, internet. You well, put wait, hush so, money. So, so, Doc, how many pages yeah. is this book? I want to walk through this. I want to hold your hand this, and walk through this. So how many this, pages? This going to be, well, it's going to be single space, so I can do like... Uh, Oh, maybe eight or ten pages. You can go eight back. That's not Kennedy. really a book, <laughs> Doc. It's a pamphlet. That's not a book. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a long column, is what that is. That's not a book. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not. I, I flunked out of grade school, so I'm not a writer. You know. No, that, most doctors flunk out of. They they, uh, they they fall apart in grade school. They uh, flunk right, out for right. sure. Yeah. But you know what? Would even be more fun is you yeah. know John from uh, what's his name in uh, in Windsor. The, oh, Cowboy the, John Brown in Windsor, John. Ontario. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. A lot of times he doesn't show up at the end of the show, yeah. and I I could call it. Well, you got to give me another number, like your cell phone, you know. But no, no, I'm not giving you. No, no, Doc, I'm not giving you <laughs> any other number. You've got enough numbers, Doc. You know, You're, you I, can reach me any t- anywhere <laughs> I am. You can reach me. Well, here's the deal. Okay, I got to get on the air, like. That last minute and a half, two No, minutes. you're trying to steal Cowboys. That's Cowboys he Corner. You're trying show to show up. No, we moved Cowboy up a little bit. Cowboys on oh, earlier. Oh, you moved them up. Okay. Yeah, well, here it up. is, 20 after. What time is it in Chicago here? It's 4.30 in Chicago. Okay? I know. It's amazing how that works, yes. Yeah. Okay. And Cowboy's in the on-deck circle. He's warming up his vocal cords right now. I have no problem with that. For 20 years, he's been I know. the show. You but two guys, you there, two knuckleheads, you, ca- Doc <laughs> Mike and Cowboy, have been with me for this full run here at Fox Do Sports you Radio. get it? Uh, that, yeah. this, is, this is fantastic. And, you know, there's more and more people that are calling me, my patients, that right. have listened to you. All right, hold on, hold on a second. I gotta go. Thank, I don't know. I've been drinking my urine for 20 right. years. Again, just to, we learned that Doc Mike's planning on self-publishing a book that will be eight to ten pages, single spaced, eight to ten. <sighs> All right, uh, we will have Cowboys. Is he allowed corner. to use the term patience? His patience. I think he means he's got patience. Oh, okay, you know? like, okay. I think he means like he's a very patient person. Right, know? right, right. That's what he means by that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at two a.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific. I bet I saw this story and I wanted to, to read it for you in case you missed it because yeah. I believe it was yesterday you had a monologue and you were you know kind of admonishing the NBA players for being babies and complaining about you know the, yes the food I, and I, all I do that not believe stuff. the term rough it applies if you're at Disney World you know, you know what I'm you saying? know who agrees yeah. with you who's that the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah! he said me and Giannis. Quote, I'm in a situation where I'm extremely blessed and I cannot complain. Obviously, it doesn't matter where you are in life. There's always something to complain about. There's always a problem. There's always an issue. But I kind of try to focus on the good things. He said, I lived in an apartment in Greece when I was younger with my four brothers. It was way smaller than the suite I have in this hotel. So I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. So you'll get no complaining from the Greek freak. Oh, good. He's the exception to the rule, which does not make the rule. Somewhere in a shack in Montana, Phil Jackson would be saying, it's because of AAU basketball. It's because of that. But I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think it's, it's all sports. It's not just NBA guys. The football guys are complaining about it. Uh, see, one of Tom Brady's offensive linemen said that uh, he, he didn't really feel comfortable playing. But if they paid him more money, he would be okay. Thinks they should we all have money. our price. Yes. It sounded very much like... Blake Snell of the Tampa risking Bay Risking my life, bro. Yes, uh, risking my life, bro. And I ain't playing unless I get mine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 
Solid. Good job. The face of stupidity there, Blake Snell. All right, here's the, the Ben Maller Show as we press on here. Uh, we're going to have Cowboys Corner coming up in a minute as we continue to chop down the wee hours of the morning. And although we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and Geico is sharing more, too. The Geico give back a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last year full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. So going down memory lane, there was a good line from Logan Morrison. You know who that? He's a baseball player, Logan. Not a good one. Not a good one, Logan Morrison. Never heard of him. I think he's fully vested in the MLB pension, and that's really the most important thing when when you're a baseball player. If you're in the pension, you're getting $250,000. Yeah, I think he's played 10 years. I think he's fully vested. Anyway, he's trying to to make uh, the Brewers roster. I guess he is on the Brewers. And he was a non-roster invitee. I think he's going to be on the Brewers this year. So they they asked him, they said, what's it going to be like for you? We talked about, in the monologue at the top of the hour, we talked about this artificial can crowd noise and all the different things they're going to do to try to liven up the ballpark. So Logan Morrison, when he was asked point blank about playing with no fans in the stands, he said, quote, for me, it's not going to be that difficult. I played for the Rays and the Marlins, is what he said. Uh, <laughs> Which is a uh, which is a pretty good line, and he did do a tour Funny because think, it's true. Exactly, four years in Miami and two years with Tampa Bay. So the majority of his career have been either in Florida, one of the Florida teams. So yeah, it's uh, it's good. But it's gonna really suck for the Astros. They're gonna have to crank up the crowd noise because they bang bang and whistle whistle and all that. Uh, that's problematic if there's not enough crowd noise. The ambient sound is not enough. All right, let's get to Cowboys Corner. He was called out by Doc Mike in Chicago. We go to Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and Cowboy John Brad. Yeah, well, yeah, well, at least Doc Mike, I don't drink my own urine, but uh, the real uh, <laughs> the real faces of stupidity are those who don't not wear masks. And uh, uh, Morgan Morrison had at least one thirty homer season, so he's not a horrible player. And this is the 231st anniversary of the beginning of the French Revolution, where the uh, revolutionaries stormed the Bastille. And yesterday, Harrison Ford was 78, and um, uh, Joe Cannon, who used to play for the Blue Jays briefly, was 67. He's a week old, uh, younger than I am. And also, on July 7, 1993, uh, Ben <laughs> Chapman, the racist Philadelphia Phillies manager who made Jackie Robinson's life a living hell. And back in the 30s, when he was a player, used to always tangle with, uh, with Jewish and uh, players and fans died. July 7, 1980, Larry Holmes successfully defended the World Box and uh, Council a heavyweight title as well as a lineal heavyweight title by knocking out uh, the late uh, Scott Ledoux in the seventh round. And on July 8th, uh, 1979, the late great Alexis Arguello uh, successfully defended the World Boxing Council super featherweight, 130-pound crown, by uh, stopping uh, Mexican uh, uh, Rafael uh, Bazooka Limon in round 11. And uh, speak to people tomorrow morning. uh, Bucks and bronze real quick. All right, there he goes. through the... Issue of Chuba Hoover. Oh, why, wow, Finley? That was quite the, quite the mistake. That, that uh, <laughs> Chuba is going to go on and become like an all-time great NFL running back just because of that soundbite. Although it doesn't always happen because Koopa Loop butchered the name of an Arizona Cardinal draft pick, and we were hoping that Robert Kemdichi would become a and breakout. The drafting of Robert Nick Nick Kim Nick Kim- <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we were hoping he would turn out to be a big star in the NFL, but uh, unfortunately he sucked in the NFL. I don't even know if he's still in the NFL, Robert Kimdichi, because it did not go so well for him. The embarrassing part is that sentence that I was reading, I had I had written hours before then, so I had I had plenty of time to research how his name was pronounced. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Cowboy, I know you were praising Logan Morrison. His last two years, he hit uh, two years ago, he hit 186 with the Twins. This last year, he hit 200. He's a, that's, I mean, he's, he's had a 10 year career, but he's let's not confuse Logan Morrison with a uh, with a good player. But it was a funny line. I give him credit. He's going to make more money than me in retirement with from his pension and all that. He's made more money than me playing first base and left field and being a backup most of his career. In the big leagues. All right, back to the phones uh, we go, and let's say hello to Buzzkill Brett, who is next in the great state hey, of Ben. Oh, the show. Hey, I was thinking about, uh, I'm from Northeast Ohio, and I think the uh, Cleveland Native Americans should uh, adopt their original name uh, back from uh, the late 1800s when they were the Cleveland Spiders and the great Cy Young played for that team too yeah i I like that Uh, but you know people again have been killed by spiders and it's very offensive (laughs) to the relatives of people that were bitten by spiders and and had major injuries so i i don't know that you can do that because there's and plus you'd have like the whole spider-man thing and you'd you'd have to deal with the trademark and depending on the logo if you had i mean who would your logo be you'd have to deal with marvel's people Uh, so it's a a big problem (laughs) We leave Spider-Man out of it. We just put like a black widow right on the a black hat with a black uh, widow on it. Uh, I believe that's racist. <laughs> I don't know that you can do that. That's not right. Oh, racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and I'm also Irish. They're changing the name. They're going to change the name of the something else. What's that? Notre Dame. <laughs> and I'm Irish, and oh. I think that Notre Dame should change their name from the Fighting Irish because you know because they're saying because I'm Irish, I like to fight, and then that's yeah. that's not right, you know. So. Would you anyway, rather have like I'm a, lep- a leprechaun? Rockies, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But so, like the leprechaun, which is an I, you know, Celtics mascot. That's kind of like a weak, small little leprechaun. Would you rather have that as your mascot or the Fighting Irish? Well, I mean, it's not the same thing, isn't it? Just a weak little leprechaun with his fists up. No, but the eye, the Fighting Irish, is a tough, angry Irish leprechaun who's ready to kick ass. The Celtics, uh, Celtics guy's got a I, pipe I in his mouth, you know. He's, anyway. All, All right, right man, thank you, Brett. All right, there you go. Buzzkill, Brett. Uh, let's go to Sir Scratchoff, who's next. Hello, Sir Scratchoff. Hey, Ben. Good to have you back here, brother. I thought maybe you done cut out on me or something. Uh, no, no, no. It's a lot of furlough time. I got more to come, but uh, not, not anything oh, yeah. scheduled. So, yes. You know, I want to tell you something down there in Jonesboro. We used to be the uh, ASU Indians, and they changed ours uh, to uh, ASU Red Wolves. And I tell you what, we still got people that will still wear the Indian because they don't like the Red Wolf on their shirt. But you yeah. know all these different names. I told uh, what's called the night, uh, Friday night when old Roberto's out there answering the phone. You know they uh, they can put the uh, Washington scratch offs because they've been a scratch off practically every year. You know. <laughs> Well, and, uh, lame jokes are on Friday, so that is at the end of the week. You can send that in but, uh, there. And, and have you won any money? You you have like a two hundred dollar a week habit with lottery tickets. Have you won any money recently, Sir Scratcha? No, you know I'm gonna tell you something. The last couple of weeks, I've been pulling back some money because you know football season's coming up, and I'm a big football gambler. Ah, I'm ready. I'm ready right. for football season. Which baseball? 
you know, that's going to be a big joke. I think they ought to put about 20,000 orange barrels out there at Houston Astros in the fans' stands <laughs> and have a yeah. button where you push that button and they just raise up and start saying, boo, you know. And, and, there you uh, go. Yeah. Well, I, I like, like that, that you're a degenerate sports gambler. And, I, and Benny versus the Penny, I can't wait to bring that back and uh, we'll make some money. We had a very good start. Usually I get off to a pretty good start and then there's a point where it all goes to hell. But typically the first like four or five weeks of the season, I'm usually right. That's my sweet spot. I should stop after that, but I don't because I'm, you know. Glutton for punishment. Anyway, uh, we are going to have Sight the, hard one the Bite, the great sports radio mystery Sight the Bite in its entirety, and we will get to that, and we will do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Everyday sports radio listeners and super fans in the Maller Militia can not only hear this program live from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern, but also 24-7 on demand via the podcast. Tell your family and friends about this sports talk revolution. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us five stars. It's risk-free and helps keep the lights on. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. It's time now to... Sight the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you try to tell us who's doing the talking. Okay, let's play Sight the Bite. By the way, I just want to mention Odin in Wisconsin is predicting the Redskins will be called the Washington Express. So I had to get that on for Odin. We'll see if he's right or not. Says that's what the uh, guy from FedEx I wanted. Anyway, let's uh, play the game right now and hit that button right there. Let's hear this week's soundbite on Sight the Bite. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. All right. Quite a bit. Sounds like a lot of gibberish to me. Uh, quite a bit. A- quite a bit, is it? Quite a bit. Oh, quite a bit. Okay. All quite right. a bit. Will anyone get this right? Uh, let's see here. I will go first. I'm going to take... I'll change it up this week. I'm going to take caller five. Eddie? Justin in Cincinnati. Okay. Roberto? Uh, Numero cinco. Numero cinco. All right. And what about you, Cooper? Uh, Five. Five. All right. Uh, Let's go to the phones right now, and we'll give you some clues after every incorrect answer. We got to fly. We don't have a lot of time, so let's start out with... A man who usually does so well at this game, Dan in the Valley of the Sun. Hello, Dan. Uh, ben, that's got to be the man with the velvet touch, former Phoenix Sun, Walter Davis. Oh, he was good. He was a good scorer, Walter Davis, back in the days. Walter Davis for the purple and orange suns back in the day. All right, sorry, Dan. Thank you. Uh, next up is uh, Jason in Ottawa. Hello, Jason. Good morning, Ben. Only a couple more weeks to do this. You asked for it from the dreadful 03 Royals journeyman Mike DeFelice. Mike DeFelice, a legend for those Royals. Is it Mike DeFelice? Royals having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Malik. Uh, how dare you play that? Uh, time for our first Clue, this person was originally drafted by the Angels in the 50th round, but instead decided to go to FSU. Quite a bit. All right, let's go to Rob in Vegas. Rob, caller number three. Good evening, Benjamin. Uh, Is that beer-drinking Brian's interventionist? Is that beer-drinking Brian? 
is interventionist. No. Uh, let's go to Jared in Kansas City. Jared, what is the answer, Jared? Is that uh, – hey, Ben, how are you? Is that Jameis Winston? And the Redskins should change their name to the Washington. It's, it's not Jameis Winston. We, we're short on time. All right, Justin in Cincinnati. This guy's real name is Gerald. Your caller, five. Lewis Farrakhan. No, that is incorrect. It's Buster Posey. Nobody wins. I Buster win the poll. Posey. I win the poll. Ezekiel Blow Elliott. Up, Rocky no, you don't. No. It's... Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy... Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 